Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 9th of July, 2020. This is Gap episode 524. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gory is here and it's another week of video games, Job. Yes, it is. That's what we do. That is what we do. Uh, I didn't realize it was... It was hat o'clock. What's going on? Why are you wearing a hat? People at home, you can't, cannot see this, but Luke is wearing a hat and it's very weird. Why are you wearing a hat? Um, because it's it's getting it's we're recording uh, later in the day. Yeah. Um, it's eight thirty here at the moment. Oh, it's hat time. And at this stage, my hair is <laughs> looking terrible. Get the fuck so, out of here. Oh. I'm resorting to wearing hats. Now. Oh my um, god! Here we go. This is amazing. He's yeah, so he's so uh, precious. For the I don't know what to do with it anymore. It's at that point where I'm just like I don't know what to do. It's we've been it's, over. It's fucking all over the place. Like my hair is fucking out of control. It is so fucking long. If I take yeah. like it, just I can actually cover my fucking ears with my hair now. It is. Hmm. You know how when like kids are growing up and they won't get haircuts. I've seen it. Yeah. A billion times, and they always have like this long shake. That's me now. I just because I just it's not because I won't get a haircut. Well, I won't, but it's also you know, I uh, I won't get a haircut because I, I don't think it's safe to get a haircut. So, right, and also I hate getting a haircut. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, your options are someone who talks way too much. Or some old Italian slash Greek slash Russian guy who literally only does one style. And there's no in-between. It's always one or the other. And you're like, just, can we just, could you just shut the fuck up and cut my hair and also do exactly what I want for $11? (laughs) (laughs) And, and I'll, I'll give you 12 just not to talk yeah, yeah I'll pay you an extra buck to just never talk to me yeah <clears throat> fuck oh it's it's, um, it's upsetting yeah no mine's mine's at the stage like I don't mind if it was long it's just I can't do anything with it um so yeah <clears throat> yeah yep it's good it's annoying the crap out of me anyway, anyway um hair talk I, I went out of the house this, this weekend, um, left my neighborhood for the first time in f- four months, since basically the start of March. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we went up to Yosemite National Park. They opened it up last, about a week and a half ago, I think, <clears throat> to the public, but they're letting it open in a limited release, I guess. Right. So not as many people are allowed in. Right. Did still, you have to book still ahead a- or some shit? Yeah, we booked. We had to book ahead. Oh, okay. Um, you got the hookups. And you got the you know, so many hookups to book in. <laughs> yeah, the VIP you know, pass. Some people. Yeah, cool. Anyway, keep going. So yeah, I got out of the house um, for a little while before shit hits the fan again. Not not again. I mean, it I still mean, is hitting the fan. Yeah, but it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's it's not, continuously hitting the fan. It's not like Australia where it's re-hit the fan in Victoria and it's, I mean, in two weeks it'll yeah. re-hit the fan in New South Wales. It's just... Well, they were like, 90 people are infected or something, right? 90. Yeah. 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 And they were like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I think today we had 50,000, something like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's because one of these countries is actively attempting to manage the virus and the other country yeah. is... 
I have no idea. I've got no no clue what what your country is trying to do. Hmm. Your country. I mean, for the most part, uh, like I don't know if I said this, but when I go to the shops, I'd say that if I walk down the street, at least ninety five percent of people have masks on. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. The well, yeah, I've I've mentioned it before, but like you can't go into anywhere without yeah. a mask, so people are wearing them. Um, the place, the hotel we stayed at was um you had to wear masks around the entire place cool um except for when you were i guess eating or drinking by the pool or anything like that um all the the actual restaurant where they had food set up was all all the tables were extremely um spaced out apart they basically took apart the bar and turned that into the other half of the restaurant so um, it was all pretty well spaced apart. All the restaurant um, staff had masks on. Uh, so that was good. Um, they weren't doing like housekeeping um, at all. You basically, unless you needed something. Mm. So they would just do it at the end of your trip. So you didn't have people in and out of your room every day. Right. Um, yeah. So even on the trip, like in the actual parks, people wearing masks. Um, you know, if you're on a a trail or anything like that, then people would quickly put on a mask if you're walking past someone or you would get out of the way if you could. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just not possible. You're on a fucking edge of a cliff and mm. <laughs> it's like a long trip dip. So you kind of try and make enough room as possible. But yeah, it seemed like at least in, I know people in California are trying extremely hard and it's, um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the government is not, taking it as seriously the federal government that Mm. is yeah the local governments are yeah it's just they're not getting any help anywhere else so yeah um yeah figured figured we get away from the weekend before they start closing things up again or i don't know what the next next stage is this point i'm at the point now where i don't i think the basketball i think i don't think i make it make it through at this stage i don't think it should go back i think they'll start yeah and then it's something's gonna happen and it's gonna get fucking out of control because Florida at the moment is the highest yeah, that's, uh, that's daily what cases per yeah. day. Like, yeah. unless unless they literally just fucking isolate like <clears throat> literally everybody in the in the bubble, and I I, yeah. I still don't even think like this. There are too many points of failure. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they pull it off, fucking hell. What an achievement. He should get a raise. <laughs> and Silva should get a raise. Yes. But I just don't have... I, I feel like there's going to be some some basketball players that just aren't going to follow the rules and it's mm. going to cause problems. Um, anyway, I'm still looking forward to seeing what's going on. There are, They were complaining about the, the food. I don't know if you saw this on social media but some of them have started arriving at like their oh, yeah. quarantine hotels and they were complaining about the food they're getting served oh really <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pr- so. like uh yeah doesn't lebron spend a million dollars on his like personal health and fitness every year yeah. and that includes like dietitians and nutritionists mm. and like all this kind of stuff is he allowed to bring a fucking staff of like chefs and shit or i don't think so because each team has their own chef from what i've read 
um, when they release like their 100-page document. Uh, or the alternative so- is you're on the Lakers and suddenly you're eating whatever LeBron's personal chef is making. You know, like, <laughs> fucking, it's about time. I've been eating fucking garbage because I only get paid $300,000 a year to sit on a fucking basketball yeah. bench. But door now- dash every night. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now I'm getting the good stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I have zero faith that, that they're going to do the right thing. But I, I would it. not yeah. take, I would not, there, there, there's no way I'd take a bet that they make it all the way through. Yeah. No, no chance. No chance. Anyway, um, shall yeah. we, shall we do a podcast? Um, Let's do it. I want to kick off this week uh, by uh, clarifying something I was talking about last week. So last week we were talking about um, the concept of spoilers in uh, The Last of Us Part 2 and the review and all that kind of stuff. Question. Yes, we did. And uh, yeah, I think it, you know, spurred some debate between the two of us. Uh, I remember saying... I basically the basically the moment we fucking like we finished the fucking podcast. I'm like, oh my god, I should not have said that. I should have said this. And now, like over the course of the fucking week, the situation around The Last of Us has gotten like even more toxic. Or at least the team at uh, Naughty Dog are sharing a lot of like some of the worst toxicity they're getting. And uh, right. I've been on the receiving end of that kind of shit. And I hate mm. to think, and I'm certain, I'm 1,000% certain none of our listeners have contributed to this shit. But uh, I, I I hate to contribute that I've, uh, hate to think that I've contributed to a, uh, a culture or uh, a, uh, a environment where some feel em- emboldened to, to send that sort right. of hyper-toxic, uh, violent horse shit to developers and voice actors and everything. It's just garbage. Uh, but like I said, none of our listeners are doing that shit, but I just, I just can't fucking bear to think it's out there that someday some fuckhole will re-listen to, to this podcast uh, or last week's podcast and use it as as proof <laughs> that they're justified in mm. their their decisions um what i want like what so what i said was that uh Druckmann and co should have written better <laughs> so re read the concept of not wanting to spoil the shock moments uh, early on in the last of us part two uh regarding that i said that you know if if they didn't if they didn't feel uh, like they could get away with doing that. I, they should have written better, but I don't actually think that. I think in the you know in the moment uh, it was very it was it felt quite pithy, quite quite fucking oh snappy, and uh, I got fucking roped up into the hype of that was mostly me trying to dunk on you, and uh, they were the ball. Um, what I should have said is. They should have more confidence. I definitely believe that there is a lack of confidence about a lot of stuff surrounding 
The Last of Us Part 2. And they should have had more confidence that The Last of Us Part 2, its story, didn't need that shock within that the shock that happened the shock events that happens within the first 90 minutes of the game obviously i spoiled the fuck out of it last week um but i don't want to i don't want to like heavy spoiler tag the fucking opening of the fucking podcast or anything like that um so i'll avoid saying it again even though i sincerely believe it's not a spoiler they should have had more confidence in the idea that the story is capable of supporting itself without needing to use that shock as as its primary fucking mechanism for propelling the player into the the story itself i do not think the last of us part two is worse if you know the shock event that happens and Mm. i think that is telling to the strength of the storytelling within the game and so the the NDA in particular, which restricted us from talking about something within the first fucking 90 minutes of the game, I think it, it exhibits a lack of confidence and they should have been more confident. And that is what I should have said. Not they should have written better because I think The Last of Us Part 2 is spectacularly written. Even if I don't agree with a lot of the, like, not a lot, a, a bunch of the decisions, narrative, specifically foundational, constructive uh oh constructional like issues that i have with the narrative right i do think that it is spectacularly written uh and uh, i think they did a fantastic job at writing a compelling story so i don't think it hinged or required that particular moment to be spoiler tagged uh for the benefit of of, of people who hadn't played it yet because right it's good, like it, it, it's good enough without it. It's well and truly capable without it, and mm. I also still stand behind the idea that you shouldn't fucking have to spoil the tag shit that occurs less than ten percent of the way into a fucking narrative. That's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that broader point. I mean, it doesn't change our you and I's position on it. I think I all I wanted to do was reshape what exactly I said. I just didn't mean they'd written it poorly. They just lacked confidence in spoiler tagging that shit or restricting critics from writing about it. I think the story holds itself very well, even if you're talking about that specific moment. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see sort of like what the um, uh, what the anti-alia embargo is like for uh, Ghosts of Tsushima um, surrounding that because we know that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess we gave cr- too much credit to Sony in relation to that embargo for The Last of Us Part Two, um, saying that like, oh yeah, they get stuff out really early, mm. um, and they've done it in the past for like Spider Man and and god of war and things like that and then literally a month later yeah <laughs> the ghost, ghost of Tsushima is nowhere to be seen yeah um, that's pretty they're ta- weird they're, eh? they're touting um limited codes and uh, i don't buy into any of that bullshit they're like, fucking codes they're fucking yeah. codes it's infinite they're digital codes right yeah. like mm. 
anyway, I think they are not confident in this one. Um, I think that their their probably internal mock reviews were probably somewhere around uh, eights, or like maybe low eights um, or high sevens, and they were, you know, they're trying to sort of make the word not spread as quickly because what's the embargo at this stage? Is it a day before? Day before launch. Oh no, sorry. I think it's it's a week before, three days before it? launch. I thought it was no. a full week. No, that was The Last of Us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I'll just quickly check, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. No, I think you're right. It's, it's five days from now. So, yeah, yeah, it's in a, it's three, four, five. It's a couple days before launch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless they've ch- changed something. I don't um, think so. No. Yeah, because it's releasing on the seventeenth. Reviews around the fourteenth. Anyway, it looks um, it looks like yeah. a game that you'd want to take your time with as well. You wouldn't want to try and rush through, because those sorts of games can get pretty stale pretty quick if you hammer mm. through them. But oh, I guess we'll have to wait and see because I still don't have a code, and I presume you don't have a code either. So yeah, we'll just have to nope. wait wait it out. Uh Anyway, that's, yeah. it's not like we'll have any shortage of shit to talk about next week. I am currently on embargo for a bunch of very big fucking games. So, uh, yeah. I'm well, there's a couple of games you you can mention you've played. Uh, yeah, I can mention that I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. And I do not think I can mention another game. Uh, but I, yeah, I've played those two. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, um, so definitely tune in for that. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Um, it feels like we're we don't get the usual July lull because mm. uh, I guess everyone scrambled to make up for E three and this now scrambling again to to. I keep going to say stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about. So let's just get off this topic altogether. Is it Half-Life 3? Is that what it is? Stop bringing it up. Um, <laughs> um, anyway. Last of Us Part 2, just quickly, um, I'm still playing it, my my second playthrough. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time, but I'm playing it with like a bunch of the accessibility features on, so like the slowdown time when you pull the trigger um, and a few other like trophy hunting sort of things but the the first playthrough that i did was uh much more stealthy uh you know taking my time making making sure i didn't get spotted that's like i didn't have a lot of gunfights in those sort of contained um like hubs that they throw you into where it's like there's a bunch of people and you sort of work your way through i for the most part i i'd end up going the whole way through and and uh stealthing the whole thing um, unless there's like specific moments where you actually had to go in and start shooting people, which is occasionally um, things that the game will throw at you. But but for this particular play- playthrough, I'm playing a lot more action. Like I'll I'll go in, I'll uh, I'll try and bit a bit, I'll be a bit more sloppy or bit dirty, like go in and do it really quickly. Yeah. And then if a fight breaks out, I'm cool with it. Like yeah. let's rock. Like s- slow down time, just pop everyone in the head and off you go. <laughs> um, there's a great 
scene in the TV station, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and there's some like bodies hanging up on the roof that yeah. are that it's tied down and you do a couple of things and you come back to this room later on and there's like eight people come walking through this door and i remembered from my last playthrough that oh yeah those guys come through that door and so the first time i went through i put down a trip mine right in front of that door (laughs) (laughs) when did all the things i need to came back like five minutes later and it triggered that event they came walking through that door they all exploded (laughs) there was blood all over the place like it was just red floors there was like a couple of bodies that just like dismembered and it was uh like a dude with his leg over his head it was just a um i was so close to sending you guys a screenshot of that because i I was in like photo mode looking around and being like this is how did you not how did you not i cannot believe you Um, didn't i'm gutted that sounds spectacular so yeah, I'm I'm still having fun with that, and just just getting to experience that game in a different sort of play style is is really cool. Because you get to a section, you're like, oh, I know how to solve this. Like I know roughly where I should be going, and you sort of power through it really quickly. Mm. And I'm not really caring if I, um, like if I'm spotted, because the the slowdown time mechanic means that if I do get in a tricky spot, I can just yeah deal with the consequences pretty easily and you know i've finished i'm not trying to prove myself that oh yeah you know i'm not playing properly or anything like that i'm more than happy to just fuck around and play with it different way and i think that's what the accessibility options really enable players to do is to play a game one way and then play it a second way that is completely different from the time the first time you played it without without it being like a um rpg or something like that where you're putting points into like a deus intelligence like i'm playing or strength or some yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 Like it's giving me abilities that aren't necessarily abilities that I could just toggle on and off and be like, cool, I'm gonna play this game this way. Yeah. Um I think it's uh it's a really interesting way of enabling players to um yeah, sort of play it their own way, which is cool. Um because I'm I'm presuming that you played it pretty stealthy as well. I mean that's yeah, what the game it. tries to throw at you because i didn't use trip mines really i don't think i used them at all during the first playthrough i definitely i definitely did just because they were fucking hilarious Hmm. the results of them were always fucking hilarious putting them on a dead body like killing someone out and like out in the open then putting a trip mine on their body and then fucking going and hiding like four meters away and watching the fucking (laughs) it's john and then run up and fucking explode into a bunch of fucking red mist and you're like dear god in heaven that was brutal i am a monster um yeah it was it had to be done it was very much worth worth doing Mm. but yeah anyway um yeah, it's it's good. Like uh, I like the idea of using accessibility options to find a new style of play. Um, I don't. I I definitely use it to make the game easier <laughs> as opposed to mm. harder. Uh, I, I don't think I, I turned off weapon sway. Was the other one? Oh, all right. So you're just like John yeah. Wick through the fucking <laughs> apocalypse you or can, some shit. You you can um. Uh, upgrade weapons so the stability is better. Yeah. But I was just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. I've got slow down time. I'll just, bam. It's gone now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's, it's fun playing it like that. So, nice. I'm, uh, I'm digging it. 
So anyway, um, what else do we want to talk about while we're going here? Um, I'll kick things off. May as well. Do it. There's a there's a game that I think it was JB Johnny Bravo suggested. Mm. Um, you might be able to clarify that, but I think it was. It's called Bridge Constructor Portal, um, which is Bridge Constructor, and then Portal is like the the tagline or the um, you know it's set in the Portal universe, Half Life uh, Valve's um, universe that they created, and uh, Bridge Constructor is sort of like a um, a game that I talked about a few weeks back um, called Polybridge. Yep. Um, which is a yeah polybridge 2 which is a a bridge building simulator game Um, this is very much in the same sort of vein as that but it's a bit more like arcadey like it's throwing in weird types of puzzles and scenarios at you that aren't necessarily like um, get from one side of the bridge to the other it's just like there's fucking weird maze-like um sort of puzzles that it throws at you and there's like like acid on the floor in certain situations and then you're using the actual portals to create like uh holes in the wall to get to another section of the map and you sort of got to like chain through um different areas and solve these little mini puzzles in between so sometimes it might be like oh you've got to hit this button to open this door and then you can get through to the exit. Um, and so you got to try and figure out, well, how do I get that door to open? Like, what do I need to do to do that? Do I need to uh, use a portal to get into that area? Or can I build a bridge that allows me to get up there? Um, yeah, it starts off really basic. Like one of the things that I didn't like about Polybridge 2 was the a lot of the tutorials are in text-based form on just like a tip screen um, that you kind of click in the menu. Whereas this game is actively trying to teach you every level, like a different type of mechanic and how things work. And it escalates really nicely. Um, And I think that one of my only criticisms is there isn't a way to speed up the actual gameplay. Uh, Because Polybridge 2, you can kind of set up your bridge or your bridges and to get your convoy or your, you know, whatever it is you're trying to get from one side to the other. And you can like change the speed of the game um which makes means it goes quicker and you don't have to sit there and wait for something to break you can kind of just be like oh i know where my point of fail was last time i can just get to that stage of the level and then see what happens whereas in this game there's none of that it's just the play and pause button um so it's a little bit slow to get from the start of the map to the beginning so once you kind of know what you're doing it's a lot of waiting around and being like oh is this gonna fail no it hasn't failed um so it I think it does some things that are really good in mm. uh in relation to what Polybridge has done. I, I think that the teaching the player how to actually play the game is a lot better. Um but it's missing some other cool features like just the basic ability of fast forward or um Polybridge 2 had the you know looking and seeing how other people solved that uh puzzle and what they did and um and things like that. But and just, I guess, better ways of understanding where the point of fail was on the thing you're building as well. Um, this will highlight certain areas when they're starting to structurally fail in in uh, Bridge Constructor. Like, they'll start highlighting red 
and you'll get a good idea of like where the, the weaknesses are on these bridges because it gives you a lot of um uh starts off with like basic materials of like you're just kind of building a floor or like parts of the bridge structure and there's like a uh a rope system as well um and that's about as far as i've gotten i, th I think i'm 15 levels in or something like that i'm not super far but i've played a little bit um right and yeah it's it's uh it's it doesn't seem to be as complex or complicated like there's this whole um it sounds like it the might currency be system like slow rolling it a bit because 15 levels in and only just getting ropes well i feel like because i play polybridge one and I feel like you had yeah. fucking ropes in that game by like level three or some shit. They were like, oh yeah, now I'm uh, construct construct a fucking rope bridge. Uh, construct a fucking suspension bridge. Uh, if you want to know yeah. how to do and it, you're like, go to oh. <laughs> go study engineering at fucking university, dipshit. And you're like, um, I, th I think I, I think I know what I'm. Do I put the rope here? And then everything fucking collapses. You're like. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I barely know what I'm using yeah. here. Meanwhile, 15 levels in, you only just got ropes. That sounds like they might be slow playing. I know there's. I think there's ropes and like the bridge material, but I don't know if it introduces other. Oh, okay. Um, materials for you to use. It's introducing other puzzle elements. Like it's just given me, um, like the little portal turrets. Yeah. And they shoot at your convoy, and you've got to do something to disable them. But I haven't. I haven't started that level yet. Um, but like there was a, uh, a portal cube, you know, the little fucking cube that everyone loves is like one of those and you need to push it onto a button. Uh, and then that opens up a wall somewhere and allows you to go through, like they're slowly introducing different mechanics, um, and sort of how to interact with the game, but they haven't given me other, uh, materials yet. And maybe that's not something come, that comes into play. The other thing they haven't introduced is like limitations on what you need to do because in, in, Polybridge, you're given like, oh, you, you you can only use a certain amount of materials or you've got a budget to try and get through this level. But in um, Bridge Constructor Portal, it doesn't seem like, at least at the stage I'm at, and that could be because it's something that comes later on, but it doesn't care how much money you've used at this stage. So again, that could be because it's maybe like a slow drip and sort of getting me to learn the systems before it's like, hey, now you got to fucking figure out how to do this with thousand dollars you're like i don't know <laughs> like, i'm just building triangles everywhere settle down um so yeah I, I'm, I'm digging it I, i'm having fun with it uh it's got a really cool aesthetic uh, it looks like you know looks like a portal game um it's got a lot of the the sounds and themes that people are familiar with it's trying to throw some of that humor in there as well cool. which is kind of cool um so yeah like it's it's I don't think it's it's as good a game because uh, it's a little bit finicky. You, you know, you're trying to. Um, it's not as polished on the bridge building side as what Polybridge is. Yeah, it it can be a bit tricky when you grab a a part of the bridge and you're trying to move around and it doesn't really grab the thing you're trying to or it doesn't move properly or you're trying to uh, extend the bridge a little bit in a certain direction and it just doesn't really feel like it's what you're trying to do. It just doesn't work sometimes. Um, whereas bridge, uh, poly bridge was for like all that stuff worked pretty well, but cool. yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just, I guess another suggestion of those types of games. And I think, uh, I, th I think in terms of like the, the 
the ramp or the difficulty ramp of of teaching me how to play is a lot better so i'm, I'm enjoying it a bit more I'm, I'm not looking up guides or anything like that like i'll look at a puzzle and be like oh yeah i kind of understand what i'm supposed to do here and then i'll try a couple of things and eventually get there um and you can go back and try and do it with like uh they got this convoy system so initially you're just trying to get this um one one thing from one side to the other but you can do like a, a convoy and it's it'll be multiple of the same thing and that means that it's adding more weight to the, to the bridge and so you've got to try and make it a bit uh stronger make sure it doesn't uh fall apart and, and break on you um so you get like rankings and you can go through and try and uh play around with that sort of stuff so yeah it, it's cool I like I'm, I'm digging these these types of games um because i've not really played a bunch of them before like polybridge is kind of my first foray into that genre um so it's cool to see like what other people are doing in it and and uh yeah what that scene is kind of like but anyway thanks for the recommendations i'm pretty sure it was johnny Bravo. yeah i looked yep yeah yeah um <clears throat> what else can we talk about uh, do you want to talk about superland superland yeah let's do it go yeah, so um, I talked about this a few weeks back. I got on the Superland bandwagon after you recommended it, and then you talked about the uh, new DLC, which you Correct. also played. Yes, played and um, finished. Yeah, and that came out over the weekend, the crashed DLC. Crash, yeah. Um, and so I jumped in, I, I bought it, um, started playing it, and uh, I played it for about an hour, and... Um, and I was like, oh, I thought I finished the game. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought Job said this was like eight hours long. Like, he must be really bad at video games because I smashed through this in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull a little bit of a trick on you. Yes, they do. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. Uh -huh, recursion. Uh, that old um, chestnut. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting DLC because it kind of throws in, for the most part, a lot of the same mechanics that mm -hmm. the other game or the main game does but it's got like a little twist on it like you've got no melee weapons and you're like oh okay uh how do i kill things but now they've given you the stomp ability and the stomp is like your main attack and, and now that is kind of like how you solve problems and it's that metroidvania thing of <clears throat> as you progress sort of through each level it gives you more and more of these abilities and sometimes they're stuff you're familiar with but they interact with the world a little bit differently mm. um and so you're trying to relearn i guess how some of this stuff works and uh i think the the way the actual level or the this version of the sandbox is is laid out is um not as interesting as yeah. the main game because it's it's kind of um the original one was a Metroidvania game, but it was very open. Like there was all these different areas you could go to. Where th whereas this one is nowhere near as big. It and feels you're kind of on. Sorry to interrupt. It feels like yeah. the first one was this big sprawl, uh, yeah. and you wound up really wanting those fucking bounce pads to get like back to or from one location to another, and you'd solve them. But this one feels yeah. more like a wheel with spokes going off it, like. 
especially once you make it to this i don't know how far into the game you wind up getting but finished yeah okay yeah like the central hub yeah like it's 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 all pretty centralized off one location and that makes it feel a lot a lot smaller yeah Yeah. um yeah i don't know i don't know we mentioned this Uh, superland is a first person puzzle game oh yeah um but for people who don't know uh, Mm. maybe it's your first time listening but yeah it's 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 a different like style of what they're trying to do um and so I, i still had a lot of fun with it um it's definitely a lot easier or at least better paced uh, in terms of its scale of difficulty. Because mm. um, one of my complaints about Superland was I just don't think it did a good job of explaining a lot of the mechanics to you. Mm. Or like, and, and that could be just because it's, a, again, a, this giant open world. Are we like, am I in the right spot? Yeah. Whereas in this game, it's kind of like, it's not like it can't be in the wrong spot because it's not, it's not really a lot for me to be doing. Yeah. Um, so that maybe because it's a bit more focused is that I'm not having to, second guess myself all the time um but it's uh yeah like i i felt like they explained things a lot better and it's a it sort of gave you these tools and it was understandable what you're supposed to do with them uh because even though the uh the like levels change sort of very slightly every time you go back through it again and again um i think there's like five or six times it sort of Yep. You, you loop around on yourself. Mm. Um, it's not always exactly the same. Things change along the way. You're given different tools to kind of solve a lot of this stuff. Um, and so I felt like it was... It, it just seemed like they learned a lot from the last game and were like, oh, okay, we can figure out how to engage the player a bit more and sort of guide them as to what they're supposed to be doing. So I uh, yeah, I, I wonder... That. If it's because you just play Superland, because I went in, like when mm. I finished, when I was playing this uh, DLC, I I thought, fucking hell, man, <laughs> they have not done anywhere near as good a job at breadcrumbing this shit. I really? felt like, yeah, I felt, but I think maybe you were mm. already thinking with Superland um, type thing, and so you were already in that mindset, and so huh. yeah, it was easier to adjust to the the minor changes in the language. Because fuck me, man. I'm like, I fucking know. I don't remember any of this shit from Superland. What the fuck is yeah. like, what, where's my fucking sword? And I'm like, it took me fucking yonks to work out some of those fucking puzzles. Not the sword shit. I worked out the, you know, the stomp thing pretty quick, but yeah. Man. Yeah. I was like, where's my sword? Like, have mm. I missed something? <laughs> yeah. I definitely, definitely <laughs> thought I had. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, uh, did you find red coins? Red coins? Yep. I don't th- think so. Fair enough. Did you find a- uh, Red coins? Yeah. No, I don't recall any red coins. What am I spending them on? Uh, it is not worth it. Um, yeah, you spend them on just one of the quests. It's It is a hidden area- in a hidden area, which uh, is pretty wacky, uh, but Red it's pretty classic, classic, classic Superland, really. Uh, yeah, um, right near the starting location, there is a hidden area, and uh, is it to the area. left? You go through the box. Yep, 
there's a hidden area yeah, and then on, through there. Yeah, on the box, you shoot the thing through the wall and you jump through the wall a little bit into there. Yeah. Or you can just jump. You can just jump. There's a secret area stuff. there. Yeah, so that's the that's one secret area. And there's a secret area attached to that secret area. Yeah, I don't think I went back there after I finished it because right. I think I got there pretty early uh, yeah. and there were like jump pads that were on fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe I get some sort of sponge or something later on. Um, yeah. But it, it never made me go back there. So I was just like, fuck it. I think I had to... <laughs> I think I had to bring the sponge right from fucking ages away. Yeah, because the sponge is in a dude's house and he wants you to water some plants. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's one other sponge. But uh Yeah. It um Yeah. It disappears at some point in the game. I think it burns away or something. Hmm. Anyway. Uh anyway. Yeah. I, I like I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. It's a, it's a fun game. I, I don't. I like. I didn't really get stuck at all. Um, for the most part, it, it was pretty. I guess self-explanatory that. Um, yeah, I because I, I, a lot of the time it's sort of the game. Even when you get to a point where, um, you don't have someone with you. And you're not sure what to do. It had come up with like a button, like a, a prompt on the screen, being like, "Oh, you can do this. Like, this is how you do a stomp or, or something like that." Mm. Um, and so it'd kind of give you an indication that, "Oh, you probably need to use this thing around here." So, I, I just felt like it was a lot, uh, a lot more clearer in terms of what you're supposed to be doing. But that could be just because I played it <laughs> like the week before. So, hmm. yep. Anyway. That's Superland Crash. It's like twenty bucks or twenty USD. Um, saw a lot of people complaining about that price because it's the same price as the base game, I believe. So, I, oh yeah, I okay. don't know if it's yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's worth it at that price. If, if I mean, you can get the base game absolutely by the base game. Yep. Um, but I don't know about that price if it's uh, if it's worth it or not. Um, but I enjoyed it. Cool. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about here next? Dope. Do you want to pick something? Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot, eh? Uh, um, let's do board games. Let's do okay. board games. Uh, so, I played some more Chronicles of Crime. Chronicles of Crime. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I played the second, uh, second case in the yep. original series. And uh, it sort of like clarified some shit about board games for me, really. First of all, when I uh, loaded it up, I'd already downloaded all of the cases that were available by default uh, in the app because it, it's a game, a board game that uses an app, and it's a it, just to follow on talked about it a bit last year, last week. But uh, Chronicles of Crime is a a game where you're a detective and it uses. QR codes on cards to develop out a storyline. Um, yep. And and by doing it that way, it's able to recombine the cards however it likes uh, to to essentially create an infinite amount of uh, puzzle, uh, like um, crimes for you to solve. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, 
so I downloaded all the ones that were available to me last week on the app, and then I went in this week, and uh, there were patches. They were updated. Right. So, so, yeah, there were updates for them, which, uh, yeah, I guess is something you can only really get out of uh, an app-based board game. Um, you can't yeah. really patch other board games. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you sort of can. How so? With, like, expansions and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm all, but that's not, like, patching. That's, like, DLC isn't a patch. That's- uh, it's sort of can be a patch. Sometimes I've seen ones where it's like, it'll be like a sticker and it says like, put this over the original card. Like here's, we've changed this or something like that. Yeah. But like if I have to, you know, I have to, have to buy fucking Superland yeah. Crash, then it's not a fucking patch for Superland, is it? Um, even if it rectifies mm-hmm. some problems with Superland. And they did <laughs> use the opportunity of Superland Crash to add some, like things and, and fix up some things at Superland. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So first there was that. And second of all, yeah, man, these games really fucking hinge pretty critically on, uh, on the strength of the fucking storytelling. Cause this, the second case fell over a little bit. Eh? Uh, I noticed a lot of fucking typos, which, uh, oh, was yeah. weird. Cause uh, there was a patch. Um, but also, yeah, like, uh, there was, there was like, a, there's a situation that arises where over the course of your, uh, like the case, someone dies, someone that you're investigating, uh, dies mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the game like registered that as not existing as opposed to dying. And uh, I looked it up online, and it seems like it's a pretty common bug in the game, um, like in that particular case, that a lot of people ran into that. If they didn't ask mm. someone about this person before they died, you'd never be able to ask them about it. And yep. it's it, it it's like basically a, a, a hard fail point for the fucking case. If you cannot ask about this person, then you cannot progress. So it's a restart the fucking case, which was pretty annoying. I still really enjoy the game, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, if it was all constructed and in the box from the get go, mm-hmm. you would never ship it with that issue. But because it's hidden behind technology, and because technology needs to be bug tested and all that kind of stuff, it's one of those situations where, like, it it, it has been shipped with a like a hard fail. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no win scenario, like built into the the fucking game, which yeah, just isn't good. It didn't take us long to get back to where we were, uh, and obviously mm-hmm. when we did that, we knew some different things about the nature of the case. And like by the time we got to where like that that point, we you know we had all but solved the case anyway. Um, it was literally just like. If if a certain like if you were playing fucking Skyrim and uh, a certain person dying meant a door could never be unlocked and that door being unlocked was literally the end of the fucking game, you'd be like, well, I guess um, I guess I don't really have any options here. I revert to a save game or I fucking 
cheat in some way to unlock the door. Uh, in this case, yeah, we just restarted. Um, yeah, it was just a bit annoying. It was, yeah, a little bit disappointing. Mm. Like I said, I still really like the game, and I still think it's got like heaps of uh, potential for replayability. I think it works really well in that sense. But yeah, just a, a bit of a bummer, and I've never seen it in a board game before. The, the part yep. where the technology fails it. Anyway, so there's that. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of patching games, um, we played Gloomhaven on the weekends. Uh, the regular Gloomhaven crew and me. And uh, we got to... Um, I, I think we had probably my favourite session of it like so far. Um, we just... We played two more scenarios. Uh, it was a little bit goofy. Uh, I've altered the way of, I'm playing to specifically... Like, I think I, I talked about this last time I talked about Gloomhaven. My, my main problem is I'm playing a character who's uh, who burns out really quick, who fatigues really quick. Uh, fatigue, like, so there's, there's a mechanic in Gloomhaven. It's a dungeon crawling co-op dungeon crawler with like 100 scenarios, 100 plus scenarios, and... Uh, it's hailed as one of the greatest games of all time. And uh, I've just been finding that a lot of the time I haven't been having fun with it. Um, and uh, I think a lot of it goes like, can be put on the fact that my, my character is just poorly designed. I think. Yeah. Uh, everyone has, uh, yeah, a certain amount of cards in their hand, and when they run out of those cards, they pass out. They're fatigued and they're out of the game. And the character I'm playing has the fewest cards of anyone in their hand, and so they you very careful, very 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 carefully have to manage your moves so that you can actually fucking do anything. Um, and yeah, we reached a scenario. In, uh, we reached a point in one of the scenarios that we we're playing where we had these like two sort of think about like a, a W, right? Uh, so we had these two halls, like a W, and then there was a, uh, a room at the end. And we started at one end of the W. And we had to make it to the room on the end and kill everything within it. And uh, we killed everything. So each each V in the W. How good is English? Uh, each V in the W was a different room. And so we killed everything in the first room and then we killed everything in the second room. And uh, I said to the I said to the guys, hey, uh, so we're in a bit of a pickle uh, because I am going to fatigue just moving to the next room like literally the action of moving to the next room is going to fatigue me because what happens is you've got to play um you've got like movement cards and i've got movement cards in my uh in my deck uh and those allow you to move a certain amount of spaces but otherwise if if you can't use those uh then your movement has to be is relegated to two two and if you don't want to fatigue uh you you keep your cards from burning out so you use these cards that you can replenish the two twos and so using two twos i could get to one like halfway through the the room or i could use a card that i burn out 
to make it about three quarters, two thirds of the way through the room. But it wouldn't matter. I still wouldn't reach a point where the door was open before I, I passed out. I'm like, guys, honestly, <clears throat> this is pretty fucked. Uh, I'm going to pass out. I'm, I'm going to like my character. If we were to imagine it in character is going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to sit against this wall for a bit and then yeah have a sleep and you guys fucking you guys do the rest of this shit but also like the cards I was holding were my fucking atom bomb cards like I Hmm. I had been holding onto them uh, and you know not not wasting my big fucking move cards my like fucking you know Goku Kame, uh, Kamehameha fucking moves and shit like trying to trying to play pretty conservatively uh, but I was now going to be punished because we had just all we had to do was move through this V space and so we you know we sort of talked through it as a fucking group and we're like look there is literally it's not like we failed at the combat literally all we're doing and we can do this at any pace we like Mm. is walking through a fucking empty empty room. So why don't we just set up at the next fucking door? Like, why don't we just do that? And it turned out, like, I wasn't the only one who was going to f- fucking fatigue before we reached the door. Uh, like, everyone else sort of did the maths on it. Like, that, the, thing, the thing about having uh, the fewest amount of cards is that you're always, in, in Gloomhaven, is that you're always, like, fucking keenly aware of... Uh, of how quickly you're about to fucking fatigue and uh, like, or, or when fatigue is, is basically inevitable. So uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like fucking always on top of that shit. But as the other guys did the maths, they worked out that, yeah, we were going to fail this fucking, we we're going to fail this scenario defeated by a slightly longer than, or two slightly longer than average fucking, rooms where yeah. we're undone because we had to walk an extra 40 meters and yeah so uh yeah we just fucking set up in the next one and that if like i think for me what like what it clarified in my mind is that like a video game right would patch would do, would do a patch would release a patch that fixed particularly broken like balancing patches you know like they would release a patch that made that makes certain characters weaker or stronger and stuff like that but you can't see that with a board game uh obviously expansion packs notwithstanding uh yeah like my spellweaver character is always going to be the way she is and like she's literally designed the way that way like there is a way to play this spellweaver I've seen, I've seen, like, I looked it up. I went and fucking Google it. I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to play this character? Uh, and I was far from the first person to ask this question. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of fucking answers on Board Game Geek or on Reddit were like, <laughs> don't yeah, play a Spellweaver. <laughs> this is pretty much the hardest character to play as. Uh, but one person went through and broke it down, broke down every single character. And there is a way to play a Spellweaver where you have, I think it's like the th- you are the third last character to fatigue. But what it involves 
is doing the hyper basic moves every single fucking turn and like maximizing your fatigue in that sense in which case like playing as a spell weaver is effectively the same as like i don't know if i like personally if i joe gilroy to walk, were to walk through fucking gloomhaven like yeah because you never do any fucking spells and you can't move very far you're this fucking wizard that can fucking like teleport to the other side of a fucking room and drop a fucking bomb that kills most of everything in a room which i is exactly like we set up we set up at this the last room in this scenario and uh the first thing i did was i teleported into the fucking end of the room uh, i went super slow teleported in the end of the room got the chest in the room which got me 20 gold uh, the lads went crazy about that. And then I dropped a fucking bomb on everyone and I killed like four things in like one fucking go. Then everything else was super damaged. And I had one turn left after that uh, and I was definitely, I was gone. Like I was gone ski. I had not left myself any options after that. So you're this like fucking, you are basically Goku from Dragon Ball. You do a fucking instant transmission and then you drop a fucking spirit bomb on some cunts. But instead, you walk everywhere and you, like, slap fight. You slap box some things. And you're like, and then you fucking do nothing. That's that's how you play a Spellweaver and you play through the entire fucking scenario and you, you're the third last person of fucking fatigue. Like, what the fuck is the point at that point? That's fucked. So, uh, yeah, I don't play that way. Uh, but I did, uh, in the second scenario, I adjusted a little bit to... Try to manage my fatigue a little bit more, uh, just just so that like, because I don't like I said, you know, I don't want to impose my will upon everyone. I don't want to be the, the, you know, Job fucking sitting there going like, yeah, I picked a dumb fucking character, and now I'm gonna fucking make sure everyone <laughs> fucking hears about every goddamn game. So I try my best to like keep things, I don't know, fucking positive and make sure everyone else is having fun and so yeah i altered my play style a little bit to to be a little bit more i don't know fatigue friendly and yeah it was a little bit duller like certainly a little duller as a character i was less goku and a little bit more i don't know fucking uh gohan but like teen gohan when he's being a fucking dipshit uh, and so, yeah, like, you know, capable of amazing things, but not really doing them all that much. And you're like, for fuck's sake, Gohan, mm. could you just do the fucking good shit? Anyway. Um, well, what, what, what's this stat called? Is it like stamina or something? Uh, I, I think it's it's literally called fatigue. And yeah, it's oh, literally just tied to the, the amount of cards you got. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you just... just- Change the rule. Like, give yourself give an, extra fucking an extra card. card. It's tricky because all of all of the Spellweaver's cards are so fucking powerful. So, I mean, if, if we were to give me an extra card that was like a 2-2, two, two, like we were just to say this card is always a 2-2 two, two or some shit, then maybe. But mm. there's all sorts of, like, the, the, the cards themselves have all these fucking considerations going into them. Like, they're, they're not just... It's not just the 2-2 two, two part. There's also like the 
initiative rating and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of balancing that goes like, it feels like a game that is extremely like they've paid a lot of attention to how it's balanced. And I think it's like the spell weaver in particular is one of those things, one of those ones where on paper or in an Excel spreadsheet, right? You would look at it and you'd go, I mean, it says here that they're capable of being the third last of the fatigue, right? Like hmm. we crunch the numbers. This makes sense. I think it makes sense. But in practice, it doesn't like the the process of playing that way is so fucking boring that nobody would ever fucking do it. It also it also specifically requires that you bring there's like a card you have to bring at all times. So technically you only get to select seven cards. There's literally no scenario wherein like if you don't bring one of these cards, you are out in four turns. <laughs> Like you just, it's over. Like you, you fatigue four turns into a game. If you bring this card, you have the potential to fatigue 26 turns into a game or something like that. Like the difference is staggering. So just by default, the Spellweaver has less options uh, and yeah, is is more inclined to fatigue. It's just, I think it it's a design oversight one of those things where it's justified it, yeah in a spreadsheet but in practice it just feels hyper shitty um yeah that said yeah like i was saying like it's the most fun i've had playing gloomhaven uh yet and i think it's because i'm playing with yeah a bunch of dudes who are just like pretty fucking chill about like yeah, we've we've all played fuck tons of games. We all understand games on a really fucking deep level, uh, and I think we're all pretty uh, like open to the idea that yeah, no, there's no perfect game. Every game's gonna have flaws, and so if we think we see some way to make a, a small fix, we might as well fucking do it. So yeah, mm. it's it was good. Uh, I'm very keen for the next one. I'm getting very invested. In like I think that's what Gloom Gloomhaven does really well is uh, I guess you invested in in the campaign. You know I'm very invested right. in my my uh, character in the story we're going like the path we're taking it down. Um, we're we're teeing up another fucking boss fight. Hopefully uh, they're they're always fucking hairy and uh, they're very exciting. And because because uh, it's a boss like the boss fights. A sort of where the spellweaver gets mm-hmm. unleashed, like because there's not a lot of fucking moving around. You're sort of just in a room and you fight some giant monster, and the only thing you need to worry about is not getting hit because as as the spellweaver, you got fucking no health. Um, oh, I did. I got fucking. I think it was in the second second scenario. I got one hit, like one hit killed. Uh, this giant fucking earth demon wandered over and hit me for like 150% of my entire health pool and uh, I'm like uh, and I was also down to like no cards so I couldn't burn a card to save myself uh, which is something you can you can like straight burn a card which means you'll fatigue a little faster uh, but you can negate all damage I think you can only do it once per scenario Anyway, I couldn't do it because I didn't have enough cards to actually make that work. 
Uh, um, so I was like, oh, I'm fucking dead until Nate pointed out that I had, I'd already put on frost armor. I just hadn't like, it hadn't been burnt out yet. And so I managed to negate all, all armor on that. That was, that was pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a co-op game and we play it full co-op. And I think, yeah, we made like every time we, I think I've spoken about this before. Every time we fucking learn some new rules in Gloomhaven, we learn some new way that we've, accidentally made the game easier on ourselves right uh the one we learned most recently was uh we freely exchange gold uh but apparently you're not you're not supposed to do that under any circumstances that doesn't make any sense to me it's a fucking co-op game like get the fuck out of here (laughs) so like i went and got 20 gold out of this treasure chest and it's supposed to be just all my gold Uh, and i'm like no i don't think so no i'm fine I gave some to one of the guys because his like his mission in that that scenario was to not take any gold. So I gave him a bit of gold at the end. He doesn't get anywhere near as much as the rest of us did, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm definitely warming more to Gloomhaven every time I play it. But yeah, yeah, that's that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's talk about Call of Duty Warzone then. Oh yeah, let's do it. Because uh, we've been playing a little bit of that specifically. I think you've been playing a bit more than me. Um, yeah. But uh, the juggernaut mode that they put in, this is one of their sort of events that they're doing every week. Has it gone already? Because um, today is generally when they roll out new patches, right? Uh, it was gone so yesterday, was... so yeah. Okay. Um, and I think it's... So yeah, juggernaut, juggernaut mode mode was uh, where they would drop these crates on the map randomly throughout the game and um, teams would need to go there uh, and interact with the crate. After a few seconds, the person that's interact with it turns into the juggernaut um, ability, which is this giant, like, armor-built... Uh, dude with a minigun <laughs> on his arm and uh yeah that's the mode <laughs> and it's just kind of like well um i don't know like I, i'm i like these sort of little playlist updates that sort of doing every week that is like a spin on the main game um, yeah it's, it's an interesting way of just testing even different mechanics that they could put in as opposed to just rolling it into the game uh, what did you think of what they were doing in there? Uh, yeah, I love I love limited iron events, and I thought the fucking jug mode was hilarious. I mean, it's it absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, uh, hyper exploitable. I thought, um, but like not even they didn't even attempt to balance it. They just sort of fucking threw a cat in amongst the pigeons to see what would happen. Mm. But uh, yeah, like nevertheless, I, I I had a lot of fun with it uh me and nate played a bunch of games and we played a bunch more with you and uh yeah just like ludicrous shit like the amount of stuff you can get away with the amount of stuff you can like oh you just see what you can do uh and you like it i think maybe too limited time a limited time event like uh, it wasn't there for that long at all um yeah, so by the time we'd all st- sort of started to learn some things about it, like you can't you can't mince a juggernaut with the helicopter blades. Uh, mm. I absolutely tried. 
uh, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They don't care. Um, or, uh, yeah, you can't run one over. It doesn't hurt it enough. Um, yeah, like, there's all, all sorts of... You basically just have to shoot a fucking juggernaut when it can't see you. And uh, that's the way to do it. Or or run it with a shield because uh, it can't shoot through the shield. But, yeah, it was... Uh, mm-hmm. It was some funny, funny shit. Like we just, we just seen what we could fucking get away with. We had some really fucking good games. Like it does feel like if you don't have a juggernaut and uh, there are only a few teams left and any of those teams have a juggernaut, it feels like, you know, who's going to win that game, but shit, it's not, it's not guaranteed. It's certainly not guaranteed. Uh, And yeah, yeah. I think they did a really good job with it. Like, I'm keen to check it out. Apparently, the new mode that they put in is... Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's the one where if you've got $4,500 in the bank, uh, you don't go to Gulag. You just get respawned in the air. You get redropped yeah, immediately. Yeah, that's in trios. Yeah, so trios again. Chug trios. And yeah, this trios. Um, stimulus trios, it's called. Stimulus. Stimulus. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, a that's a very interesting one. I think it'll be probably pretty entertaining. Um, very interested to see how it plays out. Um, I know it was in solos for a little while. Uh, I believe Racy and LJM have it a play on it separately, obviously mm. in solos. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the idea of cycling through a bunch of limited time events, but I'd love to see someone like Jug stay a little longer. Right. I prefer like quads, uh, two hundred person quads just rotated out. I'd rather see jug than two hundred person quads. Two hundred person, there's too many people. Oh my god, there's so <laughs> many. Fun. It just feels like games take forever. You're like, you've played through like the twenty two minutes or whatever a regular fucking game takes, and you look up with a fucking. At the play account, you like look at the top right of your screen, and there's still fucking a hundred and fucking ten people left. And you're like, oh my fucking god, how long is this game gonna take? Like it just fucking mm. goes on and on and on. I was full tilting yeah. last night. Oh my god, I was playing with uh, the third person crew, and uh, the last the last thing I did, I, I grabbed the most wanted to to fuck up uh, to grab the rest, like all three of the boys died grabbed the most wanted to get them all back in fucking put c4 i went to the tv station went up the ladder hit it out put a c4 at the top of the fucking ladder and uh dude comes up i pop the c4 and empty into him the c4 and i got to see this uh up close and in detail on the kill cam uh the c4 didn't even take off half of his armor not even half. What the fuck was the point of that? So, uh, it's as Nate was saying. I think it's there's like a fraction of a moment of invincibility when you get off the uh, ladder, where the game doesn't register splash damage. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened, and so it negated like half of the fucking damage of the C4. Uh, but if I'd just been if I'd just been ADS'd, I could have just mowed him down. Uh, instead, because I had a fucking he didn't LNG. have the um, perk, maybe EOD. Yeah, he might, maybe, but it doesn't. I don't give a fuck. Like, 
It just shouldn't have gone down like that. It was so fucking annoying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, full tilt after that. It was pretty shit. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, still enjoying Warzone, but yeah, that I just wish I hadn't remembered that game. I was so fucking annoyed. I'm annoyed again just thinking back to it. It shouldn't have gone down like that. I was I was like 15 seconds from completing the most wanted as well. I could have just run. I should have just run away and gotten in a helicopter and flown off. But I was so mm. certain that the C4 strategy would work out. Apparently not. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Speaking of battle royale games, mm. Ubisoft dropped a uh, surprise battle royale game that they've been working on. Mm. Um, I, I think they're a little bit late on this one. Um, anyway, it's called Hyperscape. And I uh, got into the, I think it was a closed technical alpha or something they were calling it. Where to start on this thing, man? Because uh, it's just so much, <laughs> so much, I don't know how to talk about it. Okay. So basically, it, I, I guess the setting is like you are inside of like this virtual reality or this virtual world where um, people like battle it out in this uh this space um known as what was it called uh crown it's called crown rush um the particular mode that i was playing was a three-person mode where you start off above the map and it's not like um traditional battle royale games where you're in some sort of plane or vehicle that flies across the screen uh you basically start off uh in a corner of the map and you can drop anywhere in your drop pod um so you kind of just fly in you get from one you can go wherever you want there's no like set path that yeah. you can only get to sure. and so you land in this area and you start picking up weapons there are mm. weapons throughout the game um and there are what they call like hacks which are these items that you can pick up on the ground and they're kind of like your abilities and so the game feels like this weird mix between um like a i don't even like it's it's a hero shooter sort of yeah not even it's not even like overwatch because you're not like selecting characters or anything like that it's just kind of you pick up stuff in the world and you get abilities um so it's sort of like a hero shooter but then also mixed in with some like old school really fast paced like um like unreal tournament or quake like it is it's fast it's probably the fastest battle royale game that i've played uh and so you land in this this virtual world and there are buildings everywhere um each player has like a double jump on them they can automatically double jump and uh you can get extremely high in the game like there there are giant buildings and you get on you stand on top of them easily like there is no it's a it's a vertical game um it's not like you're running around on the ground and in and out of buildings and shooting each other you're moving everywhere it's it's extremely easy to get from the ground up to the top of this building um you can even get a triple jump if you wanted to so it's it's very movement based heavily movement based um but it's it's really arcadey it's not like a PUBG or a or a Call of Duty, Warzone, or anything like that. Um, it it plays more like, a, like I said, like an Unreal Tournament sort of first person shooter type thing. Um, 
but it's also extremely bullet spongy like everybody takes a lot of damage to go down but because of the movement system is so quick you you can like engage into a fight and then the person you're shooting at has just fucking jumped away and bounced off somewhere and you're like okay they're gone um and you can try and chase them down and just it's very chaotic and and um it's just extremely fast like it's always it feels like you're in a fight and they just you might be in a fight with one person and then you lose them and you're in a fight with a completely different person and then you lose them and you're fighting the next person again because they've healed up and um yeah it's it's just chaotic uh what else is there so the weapons the way the weapon system works is you pick up weapons in the game and every time you pick up another weapon that's the same as the one you've got you can pick up two at a time uh, it upgrades that weapon and you can upgrade it multiple times like four or five times right um, and each time you do it it'll change the stats on it it may get a different type of scope or maybe it does more damage or it's got more ammunition that you can hold um things like that so it's you're you're picking up weapons in the game it's not like a rarity of like oh you know i just found this purple whatever it's not like that you just kind of pick up the weapon you want and you go find more of that weapon that you want so you could have like a sniper rifle and a, a shotgun or something and you go looking for more of that same thing uh, and that's how the hack system works as well these abilities that you get you pick up um a hack and it and uh it could be like it'll heal friendly units in a certain radius um and so you might pick that up and then go try and find more of that hack and every time you do that it'll upgrade it and it could be you know it'll reduce the cooldown on it and so now you don't have to wait for that to cool down as much or um there was one i picked up which was like an invisibility so it turned me invisible for a certain amount of time and you can go then find a bunch of those and just upgrade it throughout the the match and try and make it more powerful um uh the way the circle works is there isn't one um what they do is the districts around the map start to sort of like disintegrate um they change it's a really interesting style or aesthetic to it whereas um they start to like fade away type thing till eventually the actual play area kind of just disappears it's not like you're in a zone where oh you're outside the zone you're, you're dying now it kind of just slowly fades away to the point where you can't play in that area anymore and then eventually the floor will just fucking disappear and that district will just be gone um so it's it's slowly forcing plays into uh, a, a certain area um and then once that happens you get this thing on the map called a crown uh and if somebody holds the crown for it's i think 45 seconds at this stage they win the game or if all the other teams are eliminated they they the last team wins the game as well so um a little bit of differences i guess the battle rail concept it sort of makes it a bit more king of the hillish as well yeah. you've got to try and grab this thing but it also shows everybody on the map like this person has got it go get them um so it's this thing of like do i try and win the game and get the crown and do it that way like try and end it really quickly see if i can hold off or mm. do i bait the crown out or do i just try and kill everybody one at a time um so it throws in some sort of alternate ways of winning a match i guess uh i guess that's sort of like the oh the other thing is there's a um like modifiers in the game as well and it's tied to twitch integration and so people that are watching streamers on in the game 
are able to vote for this modifier system. Uh, so one of the games I was playing more in uh, low gravity started happening in the district I was in. Right. And so all of a sudden when I jumped, I could float up to the top of the the buildings and jump around and all that sort of thing. So they're doing like weird Twitch integration stuff um, right. to modify or affect the, the game when people are playing it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've played about... I played about five games so far. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it at <laughs> all. It's, I feel like it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I'm just not having fun with it. It's not a, um, like, I, th- I think the problem for me is it feels like it's too bullet spongy. Like everybody just takes so much damage to, to try and down. Yeah. Um, and because it's so easy to try and escape or to, to move around and, you know, someone might have an ability that turns them into a ball and it bounces them off. And while they're in this ball, they're protected and they can't take damage. And so they can just trigger that and they're fucking out of there. Um, unless you've got a whole team, like, focusing on this one fucking ball and, mm-hmm. like, chasing it down, it's, it's yeah, um, it's hard. And so you've got, like, you engage with one team and then you're fighting one player, they take a bunch of damage and they just run away and they start healing again. And so it's just like constant backwards and forwards. And then so if you do down somebody on um, the other team, there's this like respawn system, which the way that works is uh, every time you down somebody, whether it's on another team or if somebody dies on uh, your team, they leave behind like this, um, uh, this beacon. And when you die, you become like this invisible entity and you're able to see everything around you. Like you're playing, you just can't do damage. You can fucking run off and go spot people on the enemy teams. Um, You can ping stuff in the world. It's got a ping system. Of course, every game has ping systems right now. Um, And so your job is to try and, I guess, relay information to the other team. But also you want to try and find people that have died you ping their beacon and that notifies your team that like this is where I can be revived. And so you can activate that beacon and if they come to that spot and then interact with it, they can get you back into the game and off you go again. Um, so it's very easy to get back into the game. As long as you have a member, someone in your team still able to initiate that um, that revive station or whatever they call it, yeah. then um, this respawn station, then yeah, it's you're back in and off you go again. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it just feels extremely like chaotic and um, I just feel like it, it's too, it's too bullet spongy, too arcadey for my liking. Uh, mm. I just don't, um, I, I just don't know who this is really for because it doesn't, like if you told me that Ubisoft is making a first uh, a battle rail game, like mm. this is not what I thought they would have put out this late into the game. Like it just doesn't feel like it's doing anything exciting or special. Um, I, I thought they would have at least like props to them for for doing something that is pretty different to what everyone else is doing. But this isn't what I want. Like this is the battle rail I want to play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when when we heard like, oh, Call of Duty is making a battle rail game. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll play that. That'd be sick. Like I know, I like that system they're doing. Um, I'm all about that style of play. Like that's awesome. Like if 
if they said, oh yeah, Ubisoft is doing a battle royale and we're going to do something that is going to be, you know, military shooter, something like that, then I'd be in that as well. That'd be cool. Uh, but this is like this weird sci-fi virtual reality uh, battle royale game that is like, I don't know who the audience is for. It's mm. it's really strange. Like, um, like, I don't know what they're trying to tap into because it's, it's 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 not even it, like it's not like the Fortnite audience or anything like that. It's um, it's just something completely different. Like it's not this bright colored, um, over the top sort of aesthetic. It's like all the buildings are pretty much identical. All the everything looks the same. It doesn't really matter what building you go into. Mm. There's not really any detail around the environment. It's just kind of like a like three tone color. It's like a blue white yeah sort of environment um like there's some cool ideas in there with like the districts disintegrating um and the way that uh uh, like weapon upgrades work i think that's a really interesting idea of like finding the same sort of weapons or abilities throughout the world and then like making them level you up um that stuff is interesting but i just feel like it's too um yes it's it's, it takes way too long to take anybody out in that game uh yeah it just seems too like hectic and frantic and how do what you other word, like words you can throw around for i'm watching like based. some watching some videos from yeah. like streamers aculite i'm watching dr lupo at the moment and i just i'm trying to work out like how do you how do you know what abilities someone has before you run into them i can't work it out like on the other team yeah I don't think you can. So you just fight them. <laughs> uh, like that's. But the reason Apex works is like because you if you run something. into a fucking lifeline, you know it's a fucking lifeline, and you've like you can't let her get away and fucking drop her fucking heal bot because she'll just heal yeah. up. But I'm watching Acolyte fucking heal himself every four fucking seconds, and like. How would you know? You'd be like, hang on, haven't I fucking punted this cunt? Haven't I spent the last fucking two minutes punting into this motherfucker and he's back at full Mm. health already? Like, okay, well, I I guess he's got a, it looks like a gold version of a fucking heal thing. So, yeah, like, yeah, so you're just supposed to work it out on the fly, but like, that's, that's insane. Like even in fucking COD, you can tell what people like what weapons people have based on a wide array of fucking things. So like if you're running into a fucking gunfight, like running into third party someone, you can tell what they've got because you're like, oh yeah, he's got a. Uh, uh, I can hear we're going to be running into probably a foul uh, DMR yeah. or um, yeah, these dudes got SMGs. Like we can like we should engage them at fucking distance. You can hear it. Right, like there's all sorts of fucking indications of these these things that, I mean, obviously I'm watching this on mute, so I don't know if there's a massive sound tell when someone keeps healing no. themselves every four fucking seconds, but like oh, I don't know, maybe I don't know if that would be enough. I don't, I just don't understand how like there's not enough information. It it, it it's it, it's pretty bananas to me i don't know that's really fucking weird yeah some like of these like the heel um, and the teleport also seem 
desperately overpowered. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the amount of mobility that teleport gives Aculite and the amount of health back and the rate at which it does it is just fucking crazy. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, because you but, can disengage from fights extremely quickly. Mm. And what's um, what's get away? What's with the the three skulls thing? I keep seeing three skulls come up. Are they trying to get like? I think you get notified when um when you kill someone on a specific team, like how many teammates uh, they've got okay. left. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that looks about right. Yeah, right. Um, um yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's a like I'm not a weird. game developer. I'm definitely going to play it. But. It doesn't seem like they've been working on this that long. Yeah, like it just seems ex- very basic in terms of what it's trying to do. Um, like if everything kind of looks the same. It's it's very like I said, like two or three tone like colors. It's all the buildings are kind of the same. There's not really much in the buildings. Um, like it just doesn't feel like it's been worked on that long, which is so strange to me. Uh, I just yeah, I just don't see this taking off. It's supposedly going to be a free to play game. Uh, I think they should hold off and try something else because <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know who it's for. I'm just, I just didn't have fun with it. Um, I mean, it's possible that they come out with some different modes and try something else, or maybe they start tweaking some of these values. Um, All right. So my, my question is, right. Be as bullet spongy. There is one battle royale that neither of us play much. Fortnite. Mm. Do you think it's designed to appeal to that sort of player? No. No? I mean- I don't think Fortnite is as bullet spongy as this. Yeah? Nowhere near. It's certainly got a far more interesting, engaging uh, art style as well compared to this. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you're supposed to be able to tell what- where I, I can't even tell when they cut, like when they jump cut to a new fucking segment of play. I can't, I'm having struggle, uh, I'm struggling to tell when they do that because the, the inside of every fucking building looks the same. So, uh, yeah, it looked like to me, uh, Lupo jumped out of a window and then like jumped through, uh, into the, the same building he was just in, but he was, I, don't, I think it was a smash cut. Anyway, it, it is very one note. It's pretty yeah. weird. Like there's these weird gold windows on a lot of the doors and, mm. and, and, uh, and windows as well. And you kind of like smash them. And I like, I don't understand why that is there. Uh, you just kind of can't see in it. Um, but have you have you seen like this weird effect that they do where the the world starts disintegrating and yeah. uh, the textures on the world start going blue? Um, so you kind of know that you're not supposed to be there. Eventually, like the the walls and the buildings start to disappear. So you've got you've no you, there's no cover anymore. So mm. the people that are in the zones that are still you know working properly, um, you know are, you know they they they're able to shoot you a lot easier. Uh, like that stuff is interesting, but mm. there's just I don't know, man. Either I was using weapons that I shouldn't be using, or they weren't as upgraded as what I thought. It just felt like every time I got in a fight, uh, just people would just soak up so much damage, or uh, fights would last so long. It was just yeah, 
you know, it's possible they get to a point where it's a lot better um, and they start tweaking a lot of this stuff, but it's just not really, there's just nothing, not a lot, not a lot there for me to keep me engaged Yeah, uh, that other games have to. But it feels good to jump around. The movement's really cool. Um, there's like wall, wall jumping and being able to mantle on top of stuff. Uh, you can probably see like it's it's very quick like the, the yeah. pace of it is very fast it's it's like i said i think it's the fastest uh battle rail that i've played it's just not uh it's it's because it's so quick it's easy to uh, disengage from fights um yeah i don't know i don't know on this one um i think it's got some work yeah fair enough uh Cool. Well, we weren't allowed to play right. it in Australia, so. Yeah, right. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, okay, what else we got here? Um, the Hunter. Oh, the Hunter. Wild. You seem to be addicted to this. It's, it's telling me, because I looked uh, the other day when I fired it up on the side of Steam, it tells you how who else is playing it. And it mm. says you've played 20 hours recently. Yeah. Which is nearly as much as i've played <laughs> meanwhile drew and uh heath have played 28 hours recently so uh yeah they they're in it as well now uh yeah oh yeah they're all over it. They're, started in, it they're in deep than we are but um, also they were giving me shit the other day for oh look who's uh off playing by themselves or, or i don't know like yeah what like fuck it fuck off dude i started this movement yeah, <laughs> I jumped in. I jumped in because we've had, we've had some we've had like five people in one server rolling around. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, we had uh, Frisco, Squirrel, uh, Doctor E three, and Heath, uh, as well as myself, rolling around playing uh, all in the same server. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but I jumped in the other day, jumped into the channel mm. to see what they were up to, and uh, they were playing single player fucking missions. Well, they weren't playing together. They were sitting in a server, sitting in a oh. Discord channel together, playing fucking single player missions. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm making a multiplayer server and everyone will jump in. Uh, they reckon that that's the that's the fast way to make money is uh, to play uh, single player because you do these missions where you just spot deers or some shit. Anyway. Yeah, I've been uh, doing missions. That's what I'm playing. No, I don't do it. I don't play single player at all. Uh, all multiplayer, all day, baby. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of those games where it sort of reminds me of Daisy because there is so much uh, downtime, but it's not. Yeah. What more relaxing than Daisy? It's that's that's what it is, <laughs> it's right? Very it's very game. zen. It's like mm. you don't feel like it's time wasted because you're sort of just out in out in the wilderness. So you're like hiking over some fucking, I don't know, some fucking hill or whatever, rolling around through some trees, surrounded by nature. And uh, yeah, you like every, very, very occasionally you'll hear a fucking loud gunshot. And you're like, okay, here we go. It's popping off now. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you're just rolling around trying to find some stuff to shoot and that's about it. So uh, on more than one occasion, I have uh, looked at the clock I noticed that I've spent a couple of hours when I, like, internal clockwise, thought I'd spent about 30 minutes. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, well, fair enough. So that's how I, that, that's how I think I've 
gotten to 20 hours so quickly because I, I, in my head, I've played about five. We quadruple it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we've been playing multiplayer challenges. I don't know. I, I saw you were playing multiplayer yesterday, um, but I don't know if you're playing any challenges with the boys. Uh, there, yeah. you, you sort of set up uh, a challenge uh, in the under the multiplayer uh, menu option. And uh, you go, like you let it go. Um, I prefer, I, I wish you could make your own challenges. I think that'd be really good um, because what I would like to do is create a challenge where there is a minimum points threshold. Because uh, we play this one, we play the Leighton Lake challenge. Leighton Lake is the like the first location that you go to in the game. Uh, yeah. That's my, I, I actually really like it as a location. I think it's, it's so sort of I. a good mix. Of everything, you know, there's there are bears, there are coyotes, or coyotes, uh, uh, deer, like a couple of different deer, moose, elk. moose and about four hundred thousand too many rabbits. And uh, love rabbits, easy money, easy money. Rabbits are easy uh, money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fucking, you just like you get familiar with certain areas, and so I like to go back to Leighton Lake more often than not um we we set up a challenge and there's the latent lake challenge has you you got to shoot a black tail deer a white tail deer a moose a Ooh. elk a Ooh. bear and a coyote you gotta shoot one of each that's that's a movement that's a you gotta yes. go some places yes you do you, there there is there is traverse and the way we play it uh the way like i know fast I, travel huh Oh, you're no fast travel. You're absolutely allowed to fast travel, but you have to declare where you're fast traveling to before you do it. It's a first in best dressed uh, like situation. So the first person to declare it gets to go there. Uh, and you, you can't oh. fast travel to somewhere if someone else is within 500 meters of it um, because otherwise it gets a bit cluttered. Uh, the first challenge I did uh, with Frisco on the safari... Uh, this motherfucker mm. like ghosted me for fucking three kilometers and then fucking <laughs> shot the fucking uh, wildebeest that I fucking spotted. I like fucking come up on a wildebeest. I'm like, I spot it with my fucking binox so I can work out the good one to shoot. How far? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, mostly just the, which one I was going to shoot. I want the juicy fucking wildebeest. And uh, I... As I'm taking my fucking gun out, bang! Frisco fucking runs off and there's a big fucking stampede of fucking wildebeest. He runs off after the fucking thing and I'm like, all right. Glad I could find that for you. Uh, so yeah, we've implemented new fucking rules to stop from people being Frisco'd, which is what, what it's called mm. when someone deliberately snakes your fucking animal. Uh, nice. But anyway... Yeah, no, we play the late and late. The, the best thing about the challenge is uh, that when you're just playing regular, like regular old The Hunter in multiplayer, uh, Heath's having a good time. Heath's having a good old chill time where he just sort of fucking chillaxes and hunts some mm. things. Maybe he gets them and maybe he doesn't and everything's cool. And, you know, he's just like fucking, he's the dude. And as soon as you turn on a challenge, it is like you have unleashed the beast. 
You and flick the evil switch on the back of the child's play doll. Exactly. <laughs> he fucking hates himself. He hates the game. He hates everyone in it. Every single animal. Everything's out to get him. He just spends the entire time fucking cursing. He's just like fucking pissed. He's like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm going to fucking give up on this one. I just, I don't care anymore. I just don't fucking care about coyotes anymore. I just, I don't care. And then like fucking five minutes will pass and then he'll kill a coyote. And I'm like, oh, you got your coyote. And he's like, I don't fucking care. And like, you'll be like, oh, hey, uh, I saw some moose up this way. And you're like, oh, I don't fucking, I found a fucking moose. And I'll go fucking shoot that fucking moose. I'm not going up the fucking, I'm like, all right, well, fair enough. And then you like the challenge ends. And you're like, well, anyway, Mike, go up to where you saw all those moose and see if I can bag me one of those moose. I'm like, hmm. what the fuck just happened? Like, did, did you drink some f- sort of fucking potion, Mr. Dr. Jekyll? Like, what, you what's going got on here? You on the head, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fucking amazing. It is so entertaining. Um, yeah. Me and Drew have been going, me and Dr. E3 have been going fucking back and forth on winning challenges. Uh, we did one in the Medved, the uh, Siberian forest. And uh, it there isn't like a Medved challenge. So we just had to pick one particular animal. And I picked brown bears. And uh-huh. uh, then I, like all of us spent, we must've spent like 45 minutes not seeing even the tracks of a bear. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. And I jump on my ATV and I go and I'm, I'd am i found a cliff and my plan was to like fang my ATV off the cliff and see if I could do a sick jump. And I missed the I missed the cliff. I sort of, I got like half the cliff, but I uh, didn't really, didn't really get the jump that I wanted. And uh, hmm. I was about to turn around and go all the way, like go the laborious fucking route back up the fucking cliff. And, uh, I saw a bear on the ice and then I saw another bear and it looked like all of the bears on the Hmm. server were basically in this one (laughs) location. (laughs) Like they were just having a party on in the middle of this fucking ice. So I shot, shot one bear. Uh, It was Hmm. the easiest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. It was just like sitting in the, there was no, there's no trees. It's like in the middle of a fucking lake. Just sitting in the middle of a lake, sitting there waiting. And yeah, instant vital organ hit. Uh, it it piss bolts. The other two fucking bears piss bolt in vaguely the same direction. So I'm like, well, I'm fucking good, boys. Uh, I found some bears. There's bears here. You should probably head in this direction. Because uh, like you're not allowed to not allowed to fast travel on top of someone, but. Hmm. You can like run up on them, uh, like if they know where all the fucking mooses are, and all you need is a moose, just fucking run up to where they are, like easy peasy. But uh, yeah, no. Anyway, fucking, I'm 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 chasing these these bears, like bag one, bag the second, and when I bag when I bag the second, I'm like, boys, I've found more bears. He <laughs> is losing it, like absolutely. He's like, are you? F- are you fucking kidding? I'm fucking. I am gonna fucking quit this game. I, I can't. All I fucking seen is boars. I fucking, 
I'm like, all right, yeah. So I bagged the third bear and win the challenge. And there's another set of bear prints. Like, there's more bears in this location. So I, I hunt that one down. And I bag that bear just to flex Are on Are you taking all the bears away from them? So they can't I, I, th- I think I am. I think I'm like <laughs> robbing them of opportun- bear opportunities. Um, but yeah, I, I bag the fourth bear just to flex on them. And mm. as soon as I finish tracking that one, there's another set of, bo- of bear prints, bear footprints. Like, there's more bears here, boys. And uh, it didn't go down well. They weren't happy. They weren't happy to hear more bears. Um, but yeah, anyway, good times with the challenges. Uh yeah, like I don't only like I like the mix. I like to play without a challenge, but I also like to play with the challenges on. Like I don't want, I don't have to have like challenges all the time. I like just fucking fighting about and hunting shit down. But mm. challenges certainly spice things up. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to play. Any challenges? We, we I jumped in with Drew last night. Uh, he, he tried one challenge and it wasn't working. Um, I think the whole server was just fucked, to be honest. <laughs> Whatever he was doing wasn't working. I wasn't getting any animal calls, like, oh, at okay. all. Right. I, I was in this thing for, I don't know, how long we played, two or three hours. Not once did I hear any animal calls. Um, and then I was, I was tracking something that I'd shot like a moose. Um, and because I couldn't hear any animal calls, I would never knew how fucking close this thing was. Like, because oh, I wouldn't right. get any warnings. Yeah. yeah. And it was constantly running away from me, even though I was walking everywhere. Like it was constantly wa- <laughs> like walking away from me. And uh, eventually it just literally disappeared. Like there was footprints going one way. Then mm. there was some poop and then it was just gone. Like it had disappeared, vanished. So that was cool. I was literally chasing this thing for like fuck twenty minutes, oh. thirty minutes maybe. Yeah. Um. Then I didn't see any animals, any animal footprints for about another thirty minutes. Uh, I walked past an area and there was a floating gun, just like a gun, just in the fucking sky next to me. Um. Yeah, it, it completely like flipped out. I, I tried like restarting the game and coming back in. I think it was a uh, hosting or something. Just nothing was working at all for me it was extremely strange um but i've been playing yeah a bunch of the single player i've been doing the lake challenges and doing all of them getting stacks of xp uh yeah it's been fun i'm uh, enjoying it a lot it's my sort of go-to game at the moment where i'm just during the day i'll jump in and play a couple hours and just fuck around in there um that first map is so big it's enormous <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm maybe just over halfway of going through it. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, but I'm enjoying, like, learning all of the, like, where I'm supposed to shoot things and with what ammo and, uh, you know, how close I can get to something and all that sort of stuff. Because um, sometimes I'll, I'll hit, like, I've gotten to the point now where I'm pretty good with all the deers. I can pretty much one-shot most of the deers um the bears i can do one shots uh i've just gotten to like moose and elks and i'm sort of struggling with them a little bit i gotta try and figure out what i'm supposed to be doing with them um 
Like, what's the but, struggle? Like the the specific distance, or just like where I should be shooting them, and yeah, like where's the good spots to to drop them really quickly so I get the most points. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I found moose to be be super easy once you get the right gun, but elk are a pain in the crotch. They always seem to fucking run forever. I don't know. I've gotten really good at killing moose. Uh, yeah. and not having them run fucking yonks but yeah I don't know about elk they always seem to fucking just keep going on and on and on I still don't have like I still don't have a gun capable of doing uh, class 9 uh, animals I've got 4 to 8 and I've got 3 to 7 and I take my uh, my pistol for 2 um, yeah but I don't have anything for 9 and I'm not really sure I don't either yeah I think my uh, rifle score is too low at this stage, or my, or my level, or something like that. I don't think I'm yeah. level sixteen at this stage, seventeen. Um, oh, oh, so. oh, oh, Speaking of nines, was, remember we played the savannah where we were trying to hunt lions. Fucking hmm. jumped in the fucking savannah with Heath, and I'm like, oh yeah. So when me and Luke are doing it, um, we're pretty sure, like before we had to bail. We're pretty sure there were lions in this area near this fucking lake, uh, taking him back over towards that lake where, you know, near this the where we heard the fucking big lake. It was the biggest lake on the map. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I roll over, and he's like fine about getting fucking ammo or some shit, and then he rolled like he comes in you know, after me, and he's like wandering down to me. He's like, oh my god, and then I hear this fucking these two booms. And he, he fucking, he shot a lion. Like fucking, mm. I don't know, 90 seconds is a fucking game. He shoots a lion. I'm like, I, what, what the fuck? Yeah, it was pretty upsetting. Pretty upsetting. Meanwhile, if it had been a, if it had been a lion hunting challenge, he would have been fucking losing his mind. <sighs> Got it. Anyway. I, uh, I was doing, um, one of the missions today was to find a, a coyote. Um, and I've been looking for these coyotes for freaking ages. Like it just kept, there's a bunch of them. Like you have to spot the coyotes and you have to find the tracks or one was like harvest a couple of them. And, uh, I was doing a different mission, um, later on. Cause I've been looking for this fucking coyote for ages, like an hour and a half. So I went and did a different mission. And as I was doing that, like, Cody's just like walking past me like fuck you you stupid Cody um but then I needed to also spot one because I just shot that one I didn't because I just was like oh fuck what the hell <laughs> what's that doing there I just turned around and shot it uh and so then I went to a Cody spot and uh I could it kept calling like the warning call and so I'm like fucking falling through this bush <laughs> for like 10 minutes and I eventually I, I can hear like I'm like, oh, there's two of them here. I can hear it. Uh, like, I, you can hear the rustling when you're really close. And so I see this fucking coyote, like, walking towards me. And so I spot it. And then I, I'm looking on the left. And I realize it's not a coyote because I can see it coming towards me. It's a fucking brown bear, the second thing I'm hearing <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Did I share that yeah. video of me getting fucking belted by a water buffalo? No, no. Oh, did I? Oh, I've got to share it. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, 
Oh yeah, I chucked it in the I chucked it in the Discord. You got to watch it. It is phenomenal because I spend so long trying to work out if this cow is actually trying to kill me. I've, I spotted hmm. like a mythical water buffalo. Oh, yeah. Shot it. Vital organ hit. Definitely a good one. And then this other one just fucking charges me, and I like very casually just dodge out of the way, and then it like turns around and tries to get me again. I'm like. Is this thing trying to get me or what? And then, like, I sort of belt over to check out the vital organs and the fucking... This murder cow runs up on me again. And uh, I think this cow is trying to kill me. And it succeeded. Because Hmm. I, like, if you look at the fucking video, right? uh, No, I didn't have it in the video. Like... I uh I look like I actually killed the thing like it did die eventually. I went back to where I died and tracked his yeah. body. And uh you know on the trophy screen you get a list of all the shots. It had the six <laughs> shots and it had a scroll <laughs> wheel that was nearly as long as itself. So I must have shot right. this fucking thing like 10 or 12 fucking times like just constantly. And by the end like I was trying to do good like damaging shots to its, like, torso area so I'd hit some organs. But by the end, I was just, like, shooting in the fucking face. I'm just, like, just fucking, oh, my God, please stop. Please just stop. Didn't matter. Still kill me. It was pretty magical. It was hilarious. Mm. Uh, There's that. And the other thing that's been happening to me quite a bit is, uh, I don't know why, uh, but it seems like any time I fall down a cliff, and that is my prime, my like, that's the way I die the most... Uh, but falling down a cliff, every time I do it, when I respawn in, my dude's uh, viewpoint is like mm-hmm. back a couple of centime- centimeters from his face. So like you can see his beard, like his mustache in in my view. Like there's just bristles from mustache sitting in my view the whole time. And I can see that. Uh, and it's very distracting. It's very hard to, um, yeah, to concentrate on. Anyway, yeah, cool. Yep. Um, yeah, we should uh, should jump in at some stage. Yep. I I don't have any of the um, like the DLC at all. I've just got the base game basically. Um, right. I think everyone else is sort of rocking the the big pack that they got. <laughs> well, yeah, I bought that 2019 um, pack right from the get-go. Uh, yeah. It was definitely worth worth the buy, I think. Uh, it's got me ATVs and it got me a couple of extra guns, uh, oh, which yeah. very worth worth it. But yeah. Yeah, I might look into that and see. See how much it is. Um, cool. All right, what else we got here? Last game. Yeah, Mortal Shell is the last game here. It was a, uh, I guess, a free demo that was rocking on the Epic Game Store, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, a beta, I guess, like a, an open beta. Um, hmm. So it was a closed beta, got open to everyone, uh, available on the Epic Game Store. Um, it's sort of the first two areas. Oh, fuck, sorry. Uh, it's sort of... <laughs> The first two areas of the game, as far as I can tell, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and, um, yeah, like, uh, I guess first three areas, really. But um, it takes you through 
like uh, the the first the very first area is is a simplistic sort of uh, tutorial, mm-hmm. and then it introduces you to the first real area, and then there's the second area, and uh, yeah, that's like it's it's a Dark Souls style game. It's very heavily inspired by Dark Souls. Uh, it's got some pretty key differences um, that I think are pretty important uh to how people will receive it mm. uh and but you know in a lot of ways it, it's very much a dark souls game you know you've got um light attack heavy attack on your uh, rb and rt you've got uh, a parry on your lb you've got a full block oh there's a cat um, you got a full block. Um, you can like basically harden like your fucking Kakuna. Uh, and like just it blocks all incoming damage. Um, so that's a pretty big one. You've got a stamina bar, which uh, a lot of Souls games tend to, or a lot of, sorry, games pretending to be Souls games tend to neglect, but this one has a stamina bar, and stamina management is a pretty fucking big deal. And yeah, um, I guess that's about it. Like it's, you know, understated storytelling, um, gothic horror vibes, uh, feels like you're immediately thrust into a a weird swampy type area and yeah, so far so Dark Souls. And then you start to get into the differences and there are a number of them that I'm not a huge fan of. The, I think the biggest difference or the most immediate difference that you'll notice is uh, there's a familiarity system. And it seems like this is pretty important to the, like pretty core to the game experience, but um, to sort of like almost immediately as you start the real game, you, uh, you find this... Uh, loot like uh you know like a guitar guitar yeah uh you you can loot you can loot a loot and uh it tells you that you can you can find out more about this item by Mm. uh increasing your familiarity with it Mm. so you have to use it 10 times every time you use it once it returns to your uh to your inventory so you can use it again and so you use it 10 times and uh eventually it tells you it'll say use the loot uh to aggro enemies right that's its purpose is to aggro enemies from afar and so you can use that to to trigger aggro for enemies so you can lure them in which is important when you don't want to take on two giant cunts uh at the same time and you prefer to take on them them one at a time so uh, yeah, that's it. You uh, you've you've mastered familiarity with the loot, and then there are other items. And I'm not sure if your familiarity resets at the like when you die or something. I, I couldn't tell. There were a couple of items where I I started at level one of familiarity every fucking time I died. I don't know if it's a bug with the beta or if that's an intended fucking consequence, but it was that was very aggravating because I, you know, I already have to use these fucking things ten times. I don't want to have to use them mm. like 
a thousand times just because I can't stop fucking dying. Uh, but yeah, there are some items. There's like there's a mushroom you can eat, and if you eat it, mm-hmm. uh, it poisons you. And health's not. It's not easy to get health back in this game. It's not something you can just fucking. Oh yeah, I just got I got my fucking health back. Don't worry about it. Like easy. Like it just. It's just straight regenerating. No. Like, you die, and yeah, you can get your health back. There, there are a couple of ways that you can do it, but it's not something that happens easily. So eating a fucking mushroom and then being poisoned is basically a death sentence. Like, you're taking your... Like, it costs half your fucking health, this poison. Hmm. Turns out if you eat it 10 times, if you master your familiarity, you will have poison resistance. But oh. I don't, I do not like this concept of a mechanic because this, it, what it does, right, is it, like, I, I guess in, in a way, right, I've always talked about this with Dark Souls, you know, the idea of the uh, the explorer and the tourist, right? The explorer finds things out for themselves and the tourist uh, follows the tracks laid by others, right? Like the tourist and, and there's no... Goes through guides and things like that. Yeah, and there's literally nothing wrong with being either type. And you might be mm. explorer for some and tourist for other parts and like the beauty of dark souls is it makes both types of gameplay feel perfectly valid and it's fucking phenomenal but this makes like it it heavily punishes explorers i mean not only is it tedious as fuck uh sitting there playing a loot 10 times over and over and over again just to like knock it out but also, like, yeah, having it be actively detrimental to your fucking well-being to eat a fucking mushroom and having to do that 10 times. And probably, and, like, it's not like the mushrooms, you can't just pick up 10 fucking mushrooms. you got to fucking wait for them to respawn. So, mm-hmm. like, having to wait for the mushrooms to respawn and you probably want to wait for the, there's another mushroom nearby that does give you health back. Like... Having to wait for those two things to respawn and cycle between the two, like, over the course of, I guess, fucking half an hour so that you can fucking knock this dumb fucking familiarity shit out doesn't feel good. I do not think it is a... I, I don't understand what the intention of this mechanic is. I feel like the only intended purpose for it is to specifically restrict... Uh, speed running, right? Because the only way this, like, that that's basically all it does. All it does is remove certain tools from a speedrunner's arsenal. Because, right, if if that, if you want poison resist for an enemy, and you there are there's an enemy in that level, and there's fucking tons of enemies in the next level where you want poison resist, uh. Like, if that's something you want, then uh, you're going to have to take the time to build the poison resist, right? You can't just get an item that gives you poison resist. You have to build it up. And so I just feel like that fucking sucks. Like, 
it's it's literally just there to to slow down speedrunners to force them into some sort of tedious loop so they can build up certain resistances. I I don't understand. I don't. I just I don't agree with it's like the implementation of a familiarity. If someone wants to fucking enlighten me, I am honest to God all ears. If I just haven't seen the light yet, I'm always fucking happy to see the light on shit. Fucking Dark Souls itself is a game that I didn't see the light on uh, in or on until fucking a while, like a, a significant time after uh, it was it was out. Um, yeah, same. But yeah, like uh, once I do, I'm fucking in, right? So if, if someone wants to convince me the familiarity is the fucking revolution for the Dark Souls genre, do it to it, please, by all means. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's that. The fucking first level, it's pretty linear. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, like, for me, Souls games are these, like, even Dark Souls 2 were, was a bunch of very, uh, large looping on themselves levels. And Dark Souls itself is looping, like, one giant fucking looping in on itself level type area. Same with Dark Souls 3. Bloodborne is slightly more Dark Souls 2-y. Um, uh, Sekiro can go fuck itself. Uh, like, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they've got that sort of vibe to them, but this feels very level by level. It, it's like they took the Dark Souls concept and they applied it instead of, uh, to a, instead of to a Zelda-like, right? With, you know, the, the Ocarina or, or the, sorry, the, the, Older Zelda, like sort of open world type games. Uh, this takes it and really leans into the Castlevania or Metroidvania concept of it being room by room. You know, like in um, hmm. Symphony of the Night, there are large sections. Like you can go through large sections, but like there is definitely like a, a, a system of rooms that you go from room to room in. Mm-hmm. It feels sort of like that. I think it's far too early for me to say whether or not I like that or not. Uh, but uh, it's certainly very different. And I feel myself missing the looping uh, like level design of Dark Souls. Mm. I think it could pay off. It very much could pay off. Uh, but at the moment, like from the open beta, I felt like it was, yeah something I missed more than anything. I'm very keen to play more Mortal Shell, 100%. Uh, and I definitely will. But yeah, like that, just those two things are very different from Dark Souls. The other thing is the shell system. Uh, you inhabit these shells, right? And uh, it's pretty weird. So like the shells are sort of like archetypes or classes. And so a different shell will have different abilities uh, and you can upgrade those abilities. You've got like a couple of different currencies. Um, and yeah, the, the shells allow you, like the, the currencies allow you to upgrade your shells, upgrade your weapons, buy items, stuff like that. Uh, but the shells, yeah, do different, like there's two shells. There's, well, I only found two shells in the beta. Uh, one is a real quick, nimble, high stamina character. The other one is a chonky armor, armor bound sort of tanky character. 
And uh, yeah, they're both they're both quite like different in the way they play out. But uh, I sp- <clears throat> I don't know. I, f- I find it a little weird. Um, I haven't really got a good grasp on the concept yet. Uh, I don't think the open beta really demonstrated the, the concept enough. Uh, I like the idea of, so when you die in mortal shell, when you die the first time you get knocked out of your shell and you can get back in your shell and you've got full health again. But if you die again, that's it. I think until you switch levels, um, I think that's a cool idea. Uh, and I think it's executed quite well. And when you're outside of your shell, you're like super low level and quite vulnerable. And there's, but at the same time, like, so there's this uh, desire to get straight back into the fucking shell. But like, there are a couple of situations like uh, almost immediately you can crawl through this fucking tunnel and go fight a boss. Like almost instantly. You can immediately fight a boss uh, if you're so inclined. He's pretty fucking rough. And then you'll fight like four four fucking enemies that have all the same fucking moves as him and they're annoying as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, if he poisons your shell, you can wait out the poison, right? If the poison kills you, you can wait out the poison as your uninhabited shell just running around dodging his fucking attacks uh, and then get back in your shell when it's no longer poison because it sort of glows green while it's fucking poison. You get back in your shell, you're Gucci. Uh, you're no longer poisoned, you're back full health, and you can finish him off. And uh, I think that's pretty cool, and it's uh, executed quite well. Um, it does, yeah, like I said, it's it's a little hard to get a good grasp on whether or not it's a good thing, but my gut my yeah. gut says it's a very, like, interesting idea that I would, like, I very much want to explore a lot more. Uh, it just makes, makes me wonder if you're spending a bunch of your resources, your souls, upgrading one shell... Uh, are you not sort of tying yourself pretty acutely to that shell? Is it not mm. one of those situations where you wind up like railroading yourself by spending all of your currency on one thing, uh, which does tend like it can happen sometimes and it can stifle experimentation. Uh, the other thing is I like weapons. It does, uh, I don't know. I just I think my biggest if I look back, my biggest problem with Bloodborne was that I felt like it didn't have enough weapons. It didn't have enough weapon variety. And I think one of the things that I really enjoy in Dark Souls games is the ability to experiment with a lot of different weapon types. And this doesn't appear to have many weapons either. It's it feels very bloodborne y in that in that style. Um, and so, yeah, I just miss more weapons, but there's only, I only found two weapons, two weapons, two shells in the open beta and I'd like to see more. And, uh, one other criticism I have is, um, it feels fucking off. Something about the movement feels off. There's like right at the start of the first, first real level that you got to run down this winding path. Uh, and if you run off a ledge, like that's smaller than a fucking curbside, uh, you will like drop, like both feet Mm. drop and it halts your momentum. And that is, I feel like that is the, that sums up the 
all of my problems with the movement system in this game. Like it feels very wonky. Like that shouldn't happen. Uh, it wouldn't happen in Dark Souls, certainly. Uh, it's like you're like locked. Like they don't have a fucking uh, small recovery. Form. Yeah, there's yeah. there's it's full blown. Like oh yep, falling animation. Oh no. Like you need to, you need to be able to fucking ignore that falling animation or something because it just it shouldn't be happening. Um, yeah, so they they definitely need to tighten up the fucking movement. But uh, otherwise, like you know, obviously, I feel like I've spent a lot of time complaining about it. But like, I like I like it. Like I enjoyed my time mm. playing it. I just I think. Because it's billing itself as a Dark Souls MMO or some shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's an MMO. I don't know how it's multiplayer at all. Uh, but it's billing itself that way. Uh, it, you know, it's very upfront that it's inspired by Dark Souls. Uh, it looks you know, like I, even the the menus, yeah. <laughs> the UI looks like Dark mm. Souls. The loading screens and shit. You know, like fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's upfront about it. And so I don't mind directly comparing it to the thing it's attempting to ape. Um, and yeah, like in a lot, like those are the things that I didn't like that are direct departures from Dark Souls. Uh, everything else, I think it does a good job of like mimicking it. And I think, or, you know, demonstrating its inspiration, whatever you want to say. Um, so yeah, I'm very keen to play more of it and check it out some more. I think you might still be able to play it. You might still be able to get into the open beta. I'm not sure when the open beta ends, but yeah, I, I was, um, I saw this pop up the other day, um, yeah. and I looked into it a little bit and, and, uh, looked, yeah, it looked very dark soulsy, but when I read that it was like the two first two bosses or whatever, um, I was like, oh, I mean, this looks like a game I'll play. So I thought I may as well just wait, wait it out because it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's from a, an indie studio with like 15 people or something like that um, made up of some pretty, uh, you know, well-versed veterans of the industry. So, you know, it seems like a game I'd check out. So I just thought I oh, may as well just just wait, see, yeah. what's, see what it's like when it comes out. Because it sounded like it wasn't going to be too soon away, like some stage in the next couple of months. I think it, I, I saw something that said Q3. Um, I don't yeah, know if that's still the same, but it was supposedly this year. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on if you're into Souls games. <clears throat> but that said, yeah, there's definitely some work left to do. And yeah, the familiar. Oh man, that that needs to go, in my opinion. That's the only thing that I'm like hard, hard hating on familiarity. I just do not think it brings anything good. Uh, right. I, I've got no idea what what it's supposed to. I don't know. Add to the equation. You know, like. To, to use one of my favorite food analogies, right? Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> what if you've got 
Skittles spaghetti, that masterpiece mm-hmm. of food. And then you're like, but what if I slice in some fresh cucumber? Right? It's got no place. It's got no place in it. Why? Why? Why would you do it? Why would you slice in fresh cucumber to Skittle spaghetti? Think it through. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's no, it, it's the worst. You've, nobody's doing that. That's terrible. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. Cool. That is the games for this week. Let's do some news. Let's do it. Going up. Uh, the first piece of news is about Xbox. They have announced that their next 2020 event is coming uh, in July, which is this month's job. Um, in two weeks. This is after they said they were going to be doing their monthly 2020 events and then they skipped last month. Um, but it looks like this is happening now. So they're calling it the Games Showcase. And uh, I don't know, like, it, it. this kind of seems like they're um, on the back foot now and they're trying to recover at this mm. stage after the Sony event because the last things that we heard was that they were going to be doing something in August for yeah. the um uh for this next console um uh what was it called the Xbox Series S the mini the mini um and I guess this was also rumored to be when they were going to be doing the Halo reveal but it sounds like now that the Halo stuff has been pushed up um, or it could be the entire event has been pushed up. I'm still not sure at this stage whether or not there will be an August event. But I couldn't work that out either. Yeah, <laughs> just because of what they're doing, like it's so unclear. They were saying that yeah, this is going to be a monthly event. We're going to be doing all this stuff, and then they've just missed a bunch of them, and they this has just popped out of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I've heard a couple of things that Halo and. Uh, and uh, something else. What was the other game? Do, do you remember what people say? Ha- I only saw Halo. I was laser right. focused on Halo. I made a sweet, sweet uh, Obi Wan saying hello there, but with the Master Chief's head. It took me fucking okay. twenty five minutes to make. Uh, it's totally worth the effort. I think it was Fable or something like that. Oh really? Oh yeah. I, that does sound familiar. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised. Mm. Um. Yep. Anyway, so I guess we'll see what that's all about. But uh, I'm just so confused about what the uh, like what it what they're doing exactly. Um. And, and and if we do hear something about this new mini console, um, or if they save that, f- like, are they going to save that for Ju- for August, and then they're going to do the price? Um, just to kind of wait for Sony to maybe do something. Like at this stage, we're just seeing who jumps first. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we spoke about this before. Sony's going to have a lower price point just because of what they're bringing to the table um, in terms of this mini Xbox Series S, Lockhart, whatever you want to call it, thing. Yep. So, yeah. Well, um, we'll see what happens with that. Next up, we've got Rockstar is working on a AAA VR game, or at least a game, a AAA game that will have VR. Um, and this is being headed by XLA Noir, Brendan McNamara, um, mm. his, his new studio, uh, who did, did they do 
did I read this right? They did the VR on LA Noir, same studio. Do they? That's what I thought I read. Um, the Eleanor VR case files. Who developed that? It just says here Rockstar Games. Maybe it was Rockstar that did it. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe his, his studio is a offshoot. With, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I probably should have researched this better. But anyway. It's um, not Team so Bondi, yeah. right? Like it's it's former Team Bondi. Well, it's yeah, it's it's he's got a, a another studio now. Um, yeah. Uh I don't know what the name of it is called at this stage. Team Fuck out new segment is so good. How good is it? Team Soho. I don't know. We're so fucking good at news. Anyway. It's just because it was so much. I didn't have time. I've forgotten all this. This is last week. I feel like I saw this. Um. Anyway, it's being made out of Sydney by uh, a team that's apparently very small. I think when I read it, it was about 10, 10 people at that stage. Um. And they're, But they're definitely looking at uh, hiring because this was sort of leaked to hire a job ad yeah <laughs> this whole thing uh saying you know basically that uh it's 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 marked a certain amount of years since they've been working for for rockstar and, marks uh, our seventh year well, of working exclusively with rockstar in sydney we are excited to take on this groundbreaking projects yeah right mm. um, video game it's gonna be interesting video okay that's a terrible name it's not a good name. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see sort of like what uh, what comes out of this because Brendan McNamara has not got a good history in this industry, at least. There was, I remember we were talking about this ages back, but talks about him, the way he was treating staff and mm. and that sort of thing. Like, I wonder if that comes into it at some stage. Um but yeah, uh, like, does this? Does, do you think this is going to be an entirely new game, or is it like they're working on VR for GTA? Um, I, I don't know. Ten person team working on a fucking open world game. Uh, considering the ending credits for fucking Red Dead Redemption Two are fourteen hours long, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't seem likely, does it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, and and they're coming off adapting LA Noir for VR, so uh, mm. I I highly doubt it's a an independent game, but I'd be you know happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're throwing around a AAA open world game with ten people at this stage. Mm. To me, it feels more like they're being tasked with doing a VR component of whatever Rockstar is working on. But but that would still be weird to me. Like, why would... Like, Rockstar is what now outsourcing? Kink. I mean, no. they could be. I haven't looked at Red Dead. <laughs> Red Small, Dead like, I think they're working with a lot of different studios within their ecosystem. 
I think it's, I get the feeling it's sort of like how, you know, second party developers, um, there are second party developers for the major yeah, consoles. Yeah, and things. Yeah, I think there are second party uh, teams within, uh, like the same sort of system within Rockstar mm. and probably Ubisoft, to be honest, the amount of people that have got working on games. Yeah. Yeah. My, my bet is that it's, it's gta 6 and they're working on the vr side of it that would be my my guess i don't think it's a separate game unless they're working on fucking vr for gta 5 but that's i don't know that might be too late at this stage on anyway um keep an eye out for that one why don't you go work for them oh yeah you'll be a, a lead writer I'll work from I'll work from here. You can move down to San Diego, and work from over there. Yeah, right. Easy, easy clap. All right. Uh, the next one we have is some Far Cry Six news. Uh, I, I don't know who this actor is, but he's from Baking Breaking Bad. Baking and Baking Vertical. Brad. Baking Baking Brad. You can tell it's late at night in San Fran at the moment, right? Because mm. Luke's going to fucking the witching hour asleep. voice. He's uh, yeah. his his wife's asleep, and he's like, "And uh, let's move on to uh, some Breaking Bad news, Far Cry news." Uh, <laughs> I don't know who this actor is, but he was in Baking Bread. Uh yeah. Anyway, Giancarlo Esposito. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I guess Giancarlo. Giancarlo, yeah. Esposito. Um, you got Esposito, right? No one was questioning whether or not you could say Esposito. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. This comes. Mandalorian. Yeah. Better Call Saul. Uh, Better Call um, Saul, yeah. I don't know what else he's in. But uh, yeah, it, it uh, that's what it's kind of sounding like. He was, uh, he was saying that he's not allowed to talk about it, mm. but he's in a very big game. Uh, and, so, and and at this stage, somebody else already leaked a couple of weeks back that he was going to be the villain. So that all but seems pretty much confirmed at this stage, which we should get confirmation about on the weekends because that's when uh, Ubisoft is doing their, what's it called, forward event? Ubisoft forward, yeah. Uh, it'll be yeah. Monday our time uh, and, yeah, Sunday for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, and next up, we've got Fallout 76. Oh, no, it's just Fallout, sorry. Fallout, Fallout is I, I have not seen show. this at all. I I have not seen this news at all. From the so team behind brain. Westworld, Jonathan Nolan and... Uh, Lisa Joy. Who's the lady? Lisa Joy. Sorry? Lisa, Lisa Joy. Joy. Yeah, they're making a Fallout show. TV show. Really? Which, which kind of makes sense because we know that Westworld is wrapping up next season, right? Oh, yeah, true. It's the last right. season. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So they'd be going on to something else. Uh, I don't know. Would, would, you, would you watch a Fallout TV show? Yes. In a fucking okay. heartbeat. Oh, my fucking God. Are you <laughs> kidding? Like, seriously. No time at all. I... Uh, that's fucking awesome. I can't believe I missed this. When was it announced? Fucking last week. Jesus Christ. 
I'm so out of the loop. Hmm. That's why we're so good at news. Uh, yeah, would you watch? Would you watch a Fallout TV show? Um, yeah, I think I'll watch it. I'll probably give it one season. It depends yeah. on how they wrap up Westworld, I guess. Right. Because <laughs> true, I liked season three of Westworld, but uh, mm. it's uh, I think it was better than season two. It just didn't go as well as what I thought it was doing. Like it's such a good premise and setup, it just yep. didn't pay off. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm keen. Tell you what, though, a lot of video game uh, TV shows have been done, right? Uh, what Last of Us has been done. Oh, yeah, Last of Us, yeah. HBO team. True. Uh, we've got uh, this Fallout TV show. We've got The Witcher. I, I, I think The Witcher is technically a video game TV show as well. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go on. Next up, we've got uh, NBA 2K. We talked about this last week. The third cover athlete is, in fact, Kobe Bryant, which is what we guessed, um, True. kind of expected. Hmm. What we didn't expect was all the other things they announced with it. Um, one, of, one of the suggestions I had was that uh, they can't do the Kobe Bryant cover without having some sort of like donation or um, having proceeds going towards a charity like a some sort of charity my suggestion was like women's basketball um they have not done that instead they have jacked the price up 10 bucks um for the next gen console SKUs. um they've also basically put a premium on the um the legend edition of this code i think they're calling it like mamba edition mamba forever um, where you pay an extra 50 US dollars and at that stage you get uh, a bunch of digital items which includes their infamous VC um, a bunch of other digital gear like uh, cards and wearables and things like that cosmetic things and lastly you get cross-gen support so you'll be able to take your th- Xbox One or PlayStation 4 save across and play it on the new console. And they're charging for that, which it's is pretty gross. Insane. It's pretty yep. gross. Like, mm, it's like, it could have been such a good fucking good announcement. But instead, mm. yeah. They just. Being gross. Yeah, it's extremely gross. Um, there's just nothing about this like cover reveal that is like in any way honoring what uh you know what this legend has done for the sport. Instead they're just uh, I put this on Twitter, I feel like it's just a cash grab to to sell more copies of this game and to sell like a digital currency because there's nothing yeah. about it that is like oh, I want to buy this. Like they are literally charging money to do what a lot of other publishers are doing for free. Yeah. Hmm. And and it's and it's in a game that is already hyper exploitative. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Last year's game I think was better than the previous year, but fuck. Like we're so. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking razor thin margins here of 
improvement. We're talking about a, a, a system uh, of monetary exploitation that is like barely fucking discernible in its differences. Mm. It was better in the sense that I, I, I don't know, they slightly lubed up before they fucking they fucked me raw. Like it was gross, mm. and there's no way that they're not going to do that again. So this. The fact that they're increasing the price uh, for the base game. That was a game, given, though. I'm, f- I'm okay with price increases on games, which I think that's going to happen across the board, like an extra 10 bucks. Mm. What I don't agree with is that they're doing the price increase, plus they've got all this shit in there already still. that they're, you know, This stuff is supposed to be in there because games cost so much money now. But NBA is the one game that doesn't need a price increase because they make so much fucking money on their, yeah, exactly. their gambling and all that other stuff that's in the game. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's your Last of Us Part 2s that should be 70 US dollars um, at, at retail. At the moment, they're 69, which is AAA games when they're, you know, that's the standard price. But you, those types of games I can see going up to 70, not, not NBA. It's not. Yeah. I don't. It's not justified at this stage, not for no. an annualized franchise that really doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah, um, I think it's extremely gross. One hundred percent. Yep. Um, and this sort of leads on to the next story we've got. Microsoft has reportedly been telling developers and publishers they they are not allowed. To charge play to charge players who want to upgrade from the Xbox One version of their games to the Xbox Series X, which is basically what 2K is doing with NBA 2K20. Um, this was verified by uh, Video Game Chronicles, um, which is sort of the same sort of VGC is under um, like Eurogamer, US Gamer, like those. Uh, those companies um, and also secondly verified by gamesindustry.biz who said their sources said exactly the same thing that they've been hearing the last couple of days so it seems like that this announcement has upset Microsoft quite a lot (laughs) Um, because obviously they've got their smart delivery service which at this stage there are 14 games that are on board uh, where if you buy a version on an Xbox One um, of say Cyberpunk uh, then you can bring that across to the new platform and it's a free upgrade. You'll be able to play it, no problems. Whereas what 2K is doing with the NBA is you need to buy the premium extra 50 US dollar version of the game in order to to play it. Um, and Microsoft's not happy about that at all. Uh, so I think at this stage, it's probably too late for 2K to do anything. Um, like like what can they do does it get to the point where Microsoft says you can't put that on our platform and just try and hold it over the top of them I doubt it I I really doubt it I think I don't think I think they're just I don't even think they're that upset with this I mean based on the story uh, I think they it says Microsoft is encouraging other offers where customers receive both versions, uh, that they don't have to use smart delivery and all this kind of stuff. Which uh, is what FIFA's doing. FIFA's doing the yeah. um, 
like you can buy it and you've got a certain amount of time to transfer ownership across to uh, the next platform. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't think they're going to stop them from doing anything. I think they'll just fucking wear it. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. We'll have to wait and see how it develops. develops. I mean, yeah, there's no question that what NBA is doing is gross. Yeah. Yeah, I think the $10 price hike is something we're going to see across the board. It's something they've been talking about for a while, not just 2K, but other publishers. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if we see that uh, on this generation. It's been a a long time since we've had a price increase on, on video games. So as the cost of them gets higher and higher um next up we got some more news stuff we didn't talk about last week which is the uh all the allegations that are still coming out mm-hmm. in relation to people in the uh game development scene or um influencers or working around sort of the media side uh some big ones that has been talked about uh some more people at ubisoft uh vp in particular has resigned um and they're talking about like running like getting external auditors in to like look at this stuff ubisoft is trying to really get on top of it because they've obviously had the creative director of assassin's creed Valhalla step down um yep. a couple of months before their launch which is a big deal it is yeah uh and it seems like a big problem for them at the moment in terms of culture talking about like people complaining to hr and sort of like nothing nothing getting done um so it's good to see them stepping up for that uh, Evo yep. 2020 has been cancelled completely yep. mm-hmm. um, after the, one of the co-founders was uh, also called out in relation to their behaviour. Um, I guess there were some repercussions there as uh, there were teams and players saying that they weren't going to attend anymore because of this. Um, so the community yep. really stepped in and made, made them force their hands. Uh, and in doing so, Evo has been cancelled for this year uh yeah which is pretty drastic it's evo digital right like not because uh, i guess yeah it wasn't yeah uh and i guess yeah people are like they're they're scrambling to find the next uh the new fgc event uh, i think hmm. uh ceo or combo raker maybe uh might be the the new big one um but yeah I mean, yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta be done. Like, the only way to fucking get rid of the, the, the cancer, is to cut it from its core. So, uh, yeah, it is. It's what's what has to happen. And it is what's happening. It's also happening over in the Dota Two community with uh, a commentator, esports personality uh, Grant, has also been removed <laughs> after allegations um, relating to him. Uh, but the big one, I guess, is Toby One um, has mm. also stepped aside after um, sexual allegations were made against him from multiple women. Yep. Uh, and I guess rather than apologizing and things like that, tried to defend himself, more women came out and he has since now said that he's removing himself from the industry um, entirely. Yeah, which is not a good way to go about it. He's obviously not uh, 
His apology was Except, such fucking it. dog shit. <laughs> yeah. What a f- what fucking cunt. What a fucking cunt. Fuck, fuck him. What a fucking prick. Uh, by no means is it on the same level, uh, but I did notice that Red Eye also yeah. decided to walk away from esports forever. Um, his, his, the allegations against him were more about general toxic workplace behavior, but like... I think that's a lot different. It's like very, even, very different. He, totally he even won. admitted in that saying that, like, you know, he, he agrees he's not a, you know, he, he works hard and he's not a, sometimes not a good person to work with, but that's very different to. 100%. People 100%. were fucking I, dragging his family into that and things like that. Like, that's I, the reason uh, why he said he's stepping away. I, uh, yeah, didn't mean to make the the connection that hard. Um, I just, I did, yeah. It's interesting that they're deciding to leave. Um, mm. But, yeah, Toby won. Uh, hey, yeah, I, I felt that Red Eye, I, I, this is why I brought it up. I felt that Red Eye actually made a halfway decent um, attempt at an apology while he was announcing his departure and Toby One made absolutely no fucking attempt at all because he's a fucking mm. cunt. And the fucking... Oh, never again in the history, you fucking prick. What the fuck? You piece of shit. Fuck him. Anyway. Yeah. I I honestly thought this was going to be a big deal than what it was. Obviously, it is in the Dota scene, but I would say this is the probably biggest Australian personality, at least, that hmm. this has happened to, that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, but it's Dota, so I guess... It slips past a lot of people. There are, yeah, in the esports scene in Australia, people just don't know Dota. Hmm. It just doesn't happen. It's yep. wild. Um, hmm. uh, and the last piece of news we've got here is is something we actually didn't talk about last week or missed us, but it's still ongoing, I guess. Uh, Dr. Disrespect, one of the top streamers on Twitch, has been permanently banned from the platform. Um, Twitch has not said why which is extremely weird. Um, they've basically were releasing statements saying that it's because uh, terms and services and guidelines, there were violations to that. They wouldn't specify why. But the more interesting thing was that there were people in the industry, r- reporters saying that they knew the reason why. But he was then going on Twitter and saying, I'm trying to figure, like, they won't tell me the reason behind it. They're just basically terminating our agreement. Um, and then in doing that, the people that were saying they do know why weren't going to say why because it was a really big deal. It's yeah. extremely odd what is going on here. Uh, it's been about 10 days since this has happened and we still don't know what's going on. Mm. He hasn't said anything else at this point. No. Well, no, he's, yeah, he said... Twitch didn't tell him, which, uh, from what I understand, talking to people who know about this kind of thing, is a fucking lie. Uh, Twitch will always tell them. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and claim I I know why he was banned or anything like that. Uh, All I know is that he 100% knows. Uh, I know that. I know for sure he knows why he was fucking banned. Um, and he has opted to not tell anyone, I suppose, because he knows that Twitch won't say. 
and that it won't come out until someone else, someone leaks it in some manner. Um, mm. But yeah, he he knows. He absolutely knows. It's all it's all very intriguing. Um, yeah, I have no idea what it is, but yeah. Uh, yeah, weird stuff. Weird stuff. Uh, I mean, I the, the, the interesting out, thing here is that Donald Trump's Twitch account was then suspended as well. Uh, yep. But Twitch was then telling, giving out statements as to why. Like they were going into detail as to why. But... <laughs> But I think I think it's different in the in the case of a public figure who also happens to be the president of you know the country that is the bastion of pretend president free speech, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess they uh, they had to in that one, but they yeah, absolutely don't have to uh, and won't in, like their their general position is they won't tell uh say why publicly um but yeah it's yeah it's a weird because like he obviously just re-signed his contract yeah um recently very recently mm-hmm. like a couple months ago um his wife has been posting on the instagram pages like saying thanks for all the support and all this sort of stuff like is it an assault allegation is it People were speculating it could be to do with um, breach of contract, him talking to other um, platform holders or certain types of sponsorship or something. It's, uh, yeah, at this stage, no one really knows. But it seems like there are some people out there saying they do know, but they're not going to disclose why. It's just a weird, it's just a weird situation. Um, Yeah. Uh, Did you see that Ninja was streaming today on YouTube? I did not. He had a hundred and sixty thousand, I think, <laughs> uh, concurrent views. So he's he's testing the waters at this stage to see yeah, who's right. going to pay him the big bucks. He's obviously didn't get enough out of the mixer deal, um, right. so he wants money. to see. I I feel like uh, depending on who wants them, <laughs> like it's it's not Facebook. Facebook's not nobody's going to Facebook. Nobody's Facebook going to Facebook. Dumbest idea. Yep. It's going to be up between Xbox. Sorry. Uh, uh, Twitch and YouTube gaming at this stage to see who who wants to throw some money behind who. Yep. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, wait and see on that one. Uh, and then that's the news. That's, that's all of it, Job. Wow. That was huge. Huge yeah. news. Huge news. That's what they call you. Um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> should God. we do some questions? questions? I know there is some because I saw it the other day. We do have questions. All right, let's so do it. Line up. Okay, we've got a bunch of questions. Fucking everyone's got questions. Oh, man. Okay, we kick off with uh, Veldar writes, uh, Can I download the old Gap episodes anywhere? I've finally got around to playing Dark Souls 1, and I'm kind of curious how everyone reacted when it drops. Veldar, you probably should ask this one in the general channel, um, but uh, you can download some of the old episodes somewhere we will we'll, I'll, I'll go through tomorrow and see if i can find the dark souls one because they won't they definitely won't line up with the release of dark souls one <laughs> i guess we got into it uh, a little while after 
uh, launched. So um, I'll try. I'll try and find you the Dark Souls ones um, when we kicked off with that. It's it's going to be tough. Uh, there's definitely. I'm pretty sure we've got all the way back to this. There's a chunk, right? There's a chunk missing, right? Yeah, we've got a chunk missing of um, uh, about fifty to hundred and something. I think it is. Right, it's only two years worth. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, but we'll see if we can find them for you, and uh, we'll, we'll link you um, in the general chat. There. Uh, good question. We should probably get on top of, you know, that sort of thing. Archiving that stuff. Uh, so for, uh, for posterity. We're archived up until like some of the stuff that was disappeared from Game Arena. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Okay, good question, Felder. Um, Dr. E3 Money writes, how much longer can the staring match between Xbox and PlayStation go on? Who blinks first, and what are your predictions for when the new consoles launch? Food bet. My guess is one will be about the 13th to the 11th, and one the 20th to the 11th. Disregard if already talked about it on the podcast. Haven't finished this week's podcast. Ah, this week's yet. Um, all right. Uh, sweet, let's do this. Uh... Food bet? You want to food? How do we food bet? How do we food bet across the Pacific Ocean? I mean, you haven't given me food for the last couple of bets. Motherfucker, so you owe me. You owe me. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, I think like if they can go. See, the thing is, right? Like, if they can go thirteen eleven, then they can go fifteen eleven, and that is a pretty key. Uh, launch window. They love that fucking launch window at Xbox. If if Xbox can hit fifteen eleven, they'll hit fifteen eleven. I reckon one hundred percent. Which just so happens to be my birthday and Doctor E three Money's birthday, as far as I know. Uh, I don't know if it's anyone else's birthday. Um, so yeah, I, I think if yeah, not thirteen. I reckon if they can hit fifteen, they'll hit fifteen. Uh, and I do not see Sony releasing in the same week. So my guess would be the first of November, oh one eleven, oh one eleven. I reckon they'll yeah. try and jump them uh, by two weeks. Uh, they'll want a two week window wherever they can, um, and yeah, I, I reckon they'll try to go earlier. But shit, it could get yeah, it could be pretty hairy. That would probably actually drag it back into the end of October. 30th of October. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they're gone before Cyberpunk. I, I, I don't... Like, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, the new Cyberpunk release date, that's probably going to be the date of one of the new consoles. I don't yep. see that happening. Yeah. At all. That kind of just undercuts. Like, at this stage, we all think, what, well, Miles Morales on PlayStation is going to be a launch day. Halo is going to be a launch day on the Xbox. I don't yep. see them going head-to-head with Cyberpunk. I uh, definitely agree. I definitely think they will all be out before Cyberpunk. Uh, do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon the nineteenth November skews? Uh, do you think they want to clear Cyberpunk by a week or two, or what? Yeah, I think I think a week, at least a week or two early. I think fifteen eleven still in, but uh, just barely. Um, yeah. Yeah, 30 October and 15 uh, 15 November, my guesses. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I could, I yeah. I think the I, week before, like uh, like the first week of November, one of them's going to drop. Yeah. See, that's that the thing, right? A two-week buffer for Cyberpunk. The thing is, uh, yeah, that, I don't think and they call, can release one Duty? week after yeah. another. That's crazy. What, what, what's, uh, when's Call of Duty normally out? We don't know. It's November don't normally, right? Yeah, it would be November, yeah. It's like that 20th sort of date. Yeah. Uh, oh, Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare came out in 23rd of August, so we were fucking way off on that one. But uh, Really? Um, no, Modern Warfare was October 25th. Uh, Black Ops oh, was right. Yeah, right. October 12th. So, so yeah, it's October. Maybe. So, yeah. Well, well, well. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see November for these consoles. Um, cool. Cool. Good question. I don't know who jumps first uh, at all. I reckon, I reckon PlayStation does it first. Uh, yeah, I think PlayStation goes first, and then, it's like, Xbox is just going to undercut them as much as they can. I don't think Xbox is letting this one go. Not this not this gen. Uh, gen. They're putting mm. too much into it. Yeah. They, they bought a shitload of developers. Like, I think they're all in for this this generation. Did you read that thing I sent? Um, the PlayStation Automated Factory piece? No, it was too big. It was very. It was a very quick read. I'm sorry. It was sorry. A, it was it's a lot video, of pictures. I thought, I thought you could shit. fucking. You know, it was a lot of. It was basically a picture book. I think I thought you'd be fine with it, but no, evidently. No. Um. <laughs> I don't even read my own articles, Joe. I just skip to the end and see what the score is. Um, anyway, that was a very good read. Uh, I tweeted it. It's, it's worth checking out. Okay, Johnny Bravo writes, Hey, gents, Joe keeps talking about no... Fucking... About no questions, so here you go. Pretty popular thread on uh, PC Gaming this week, Reddit slash PC Gaming this week, about the relevance, the Reddit post is actually irrelevance, uh, of, of game reviewers. Uh, I actually I saw this. Uh, the Bernie Jacking Reddit community then have a discussion regarding who they consider to be the most credible source that influences their decision to purchase a game or not. What are your thoughts on the future of official gaming review sites, IGN, Survivor, uh... With dedicated game journalists competing with everyone that has a voice through Steam reviews or Metacritic, plus influencers getting paid big bucks to flog the latest title. Do you think an evolution is required in how the game journalist profession is conducted? Man, this is a pretty... The fucking... The write-up on PC Gaming was pretty fucking funny. The dude goes on about how, you know, back in the day, a magazine... Um... The only the only place you get information about fucking games was on magazines and uh, or, or word of mouth, and you know you trusted what they said in the magazines and blah 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 blah. And uh, yeah, the, let me see if I fucking find it. It was like you know these days they've all got agendas. Everyone writing a review has an agenda, and they don't play games. And um, the people right here it is. Uh, the people writing reviews in 2020 are very different people. The scores they give games rarely match what gamers actually enjoy. I have no trust in these reviewers. They are often not very avid gamers. They rarely have a journalism degree, and the articles are often written to de be deliberately sensationalist, political, or contradictory in nature. 
They are meant to evoke emotions in people to get people to click on the article. I value the opinion of someone I can interact with playing the game on Twitch far more than I do any game reviewers. I do not think there is a need anymore for game reviewers in 2020. I think game developers themselves are not helped by catering to them either. There's a fucking, there's a lot to unpack from that. First of all, Wait, who, who um, Twitch, some dude on fucking Reddit. Um, it wasn't JB writing that. Um, so that was that was the post he was referencing. I believe it was that. It sounds a lot like it. Uh, so uh, first of all, the Twitch uh, streamers who um, who are literally paid to play specific games. Those hmm. those are the people that this dude goes to uh, for trusted opinions. They're literally paid by the publishers to play these games. That seems that seems like a solid point. My so first thing first, uh, I love this topic. I love talking about fucking game reviews irrelevance in the year 2020 because obviously it's very dear to my heart. The idea that uh, I could write uh, more words than anyone else about Death Stranding uh, and have uh, my review dismissed offhand uh, because it's on some site they've never heard of, um, despite having written reviews for 13 years and, you know, you, you can go on Open Critic and see a lot of my reviews, not all of them for whatever reason. Um, but you can you can track the the path of my uh, reviewing, my critical career, I suppose. Um, you, can, you can see how that runs uh, and you can determine whether or not you respect my opinion. Hmm. Uh, despite that all being out there for anyone to see, uh, yeah, it was dismissed because it was on Player 2. Nobody else came close. I went and reread my uh, Death Stranding review. I don't know why. I, f I was in the mood. I, I Unlike you, I read my own stuff. Because uh, if you want to be the best, you have to read the best. And uh, that... What else am I to do but to read my own stuff at that point? No, the, that Death Stranding review is fucking masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. It is fantastic. And it never got fucking nearly, nearly the, the fucking accolades it deserved. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, hard done by, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is, uh, yeah, you could... Go and find a game reviewer who writes things that you want to read, that that says the things um, that uh, appeal to the, uh, or, or tell you the information that you require from a game review in an entertaining way. It's not like uh, the, the this idea that the people writing reviews in 2020 are very different people. No, they're not. The fucking, the... The uh, editor-in-chief at fucking Hyper from back in the day is the editor-in-chief at IGN Australia now, so uh, it's not like you couldn't fucking read his reviews. I know most of the dudes, uh, a lot of them are too old for it now, have gone to where money exists. But, uh, like, yeah, uh, a lot of others are still in the fucking game, Wait, still reviewing. Are you telling me you've never been paid by a publisher to write a review? Shockingly, no. I don't believe you. That's, that's staggering to think uh, they wouldn't 
Why would they? Why would they pay me? They they keep getting fucking dragged across the coals. Well, they 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 keep doing it because yeah. you're you're writing bad reviews, negative for reviews. A I game write negative reviews. I write by they're, they're great reviews. They're just negative. Okay. Yeah. No, but Xbox paid you money to write a negative review for Death Stranding. That's how it works. Of course. And then and then PlayStation paid me to write a negative review about Halo. It's just a, it's a big onanistic circle of people paying me to write negative things all the time, <laughs> uh, despite me taking, and I just take money to, yeah. you know, to shoot down the the lowest bidder whenever I can. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's worked out pretty well for me. That's why I live the, uh, the low life. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, no, uh, yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing is that, uh, yeah, game reviewers specifically don't take any money. Uh, and um, and Twitch streamers specifically do, which is what I love the most about his opening salvo. But naturally, uh, as as JB said, the uh, the Bernie jerking Reddit community um, then had a discussion about the nature of of uh, of whether or not game reviewers were credible. Uh, Two things out of that. First of all, I personally believe that there is a concerted effort uh, on Reddit, uh, a paid effort on Reddit to uh, to astroturf Reddit users into believing that game journalists are not to be trusted in favor of influencers because for any number of reasons... It could be anyone. It could. I'm not. I'm not 100% certain who who is doing it, or 100% certain why. But there are a fucking billion reasons why they would want to take down, tear down the uh, the structure of game journalism and game criticism in favor of a system where they can directly pay people to say whatever they want about video games. Uh, it directly benefits publishers. It directly benefits platforms, and it. The only people it doesn't it uh, it doesn't benefit are the people who write honest opinions about video games. So uh, that's the first thing, or first cab off the rank. And the second thing, uh, you know, I know Alana did a video about the nature of game reviews in 2020. Alana Pierce, uh, I eventually got around to watching it. Uh, I think you refer- did you reference it last week on the podcast? I can't remember. Um, but I, I did mention she was going to do a. Um, a video about something. Right. I don't remember which one it was. She, yeah, she did a video about, you know, writing and she, she talked about how, you know, she talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, one thing she didn't really talk about is the fact that people don't want to read negative reviews. People don't want to read them. They just don't want an in-depth analysis of a video game that mm. winds up being negative um, they're there to justify their own opinions. That's that's what people read reviews for. So, do I think an evolution is required in how the game journalism uh, journalist profession is conducted? Uh, I don't know. I think the easiest way to make sure that nobody ever takes money from publishers, not that anyone is, uh, but the easiest way to do it would be to pay us all 100k a year. Because uh, then we would definitely not be taking money. I think it's weird <laughs> to think that uh, a bunch of people who are making uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of our peers make 
fuck all uh, a year. And it takes, you know, it took me fucking how long to get some steady retainer work? And even and then that disappeared. And now every week you go, oh, Joe, you got anything to pimp out? And I go, no, because I make money writing about stuff that isn't video games uh, <laughs> because there's no fucking money in video games anymore. Uh, not in writing about it anyway. And I guess I could be a Twitch streamer or a fucking YouTuber or some shit, but nobody's going to fucking watch any of that shit because uh, sad to say, uh, what is it? Uh, the articles are often written to be deliberately sensationalist, political or contradictory in nature. They are meant to evoke emotions in people to get people to click on the article is uh, actually specifically something I fucking hate doing. And so I never write fucking evocative fucking the most evocative fucking title i ever wrote on a youtube video was uh why you should probably just play the witcher 3 on easy and uh and i'll never do that again there's too many fucking morons refuse to actually watch the video and just spend all their time sending me hate over the fucking title i'll never do that again I spent fucking ages on that video. Nobody fucking watched it. They just fucking, oh yeah, that's all. Oh, fuck you. You don't know about Fuck that. The YouTube community is for fucking dipshits. Twitch streams. Fucking, who the fuck cares about fucking engaging with people on Twitch? Holy shit. Like, how do you see anything in a fucking scroll of copy pastas and fucking emojis nonstop? Oh, here's an emote. Oh, try hard. Oh, fucking. Mega lol, some shit, like, get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking engagement there. Fuck off. Fuck off for that shit. Fuck it all. Anyway, um, that's not aimed at you, Johnny Bravo. Just, uh, disillusioned by the entire fucking system. Uh, large, like, by and large, yeah, probably, probably there does need to be some sort of overhaul put in place to, uh, to drag games criticism back to where it is supposed to be, but it will never happen, uh, because uh, there is no incentive for it to happen. What will happen is there will be a dedicated few people uh, who will continue to put out a um, podcast every week, well past 500 episodes, uh, where they just say whatever it is they feel about a video game, regardless of the political impact it has on their careers not that i believe anything that has happened on this podcast has ever had a adverse political impact on my career or on yours i don't think um because that's just not how it works uh but we'll continue to do that and yeah all right i'll write reviews for the gap or wherever i can sell them to whenever i can um yeah the the reality is this dude just hasn't tried to find like the dude in question on reddit just hasn't tried to find some reviewers who voice opinions in a manner that he likes the oh it's so much easier to fucking click a button watch a twitch stream and have some fucking dude who's been paid to advertise a game to him advertise a game to him and then he's like oh yeah it's great and if it doesn't fucking if he if some fucking game reviewer says it's not great then he'll just go fucking review on it cool or send them death threats or some shit People are fucking morons. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this stage, uh, video game criticism, at least on written and written media, is uh, it's not even important to websites these days. Like, it doesn't get clicks. Unless you're an outlier, 
on a big review let's let's say it's a last of us and you you're an outlier on that that median score that that's a a 95 game on metacritic if you're giving it a six you're probably getting clicks but everyone else that's in there that's giving it the same sort of attention is not really getting anything um which is why a lot of sites are turning to i mean guides are where the big money is at these days because people are constantly looking at guides and and it, it and it's a um it's a guides are a way to keep people coming back to the site because you you write a review and the retention on that is extremely low people go to it once um and it's usually in the first couple of days that that is out but then after that if the game has been released then nobody's looking at that uh, whereas a guide you can write a guide and it's people are always looking for that stuff like it's constant it's it's something that is always going to be getting hits and that sort of thing so that's why you see so many guides on mm-hmm. websites these days because that's what is driving so much site content news unless you're a, a unless you're actually breaking news then news isn't any good so it's all very different it's a different landscape um but i think that youtube videos we've seen we've seen some people that can transfer to youtube like i like the stuff that chris is doing on his Grizz, youtube yeah. channel yeah and there's there's stuff on there like g-man um G-Man could have been a fucking game critic in, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, skill Up, stuff that Skill Up's doing is great. As much as he loves to clickbait. Um, he sure does. His, his, no, uh, no, it's only game journalists who like to clickbait. Hold up. <laughs> oh, no, they they love the clickbait, trust yeah, me. They fucking do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll hang out with those guys. Uh, like his, his Last of Us review, even though it was negative, it was on point. Like he explained why he didn't like it. He tried to tell people, don't fucking hit, hit, hit on other people for having diverse opinions. Um, uh, it doesn't uh, mean Stark, it's a bad game. Stark changed from his approach to Death Stranding. I assume someone talked to him about being a <laughs> fuckwit with Death Stranding. Right. Because he was a dipshit with Death Stranding. Uh, he was like, anyone yeah. who doesn't like this is a moron. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a place for game criticism or like in-depth analysis uh it's just not anywhere as big like people just aren't paying attention to that it's guides man you look at you look at content creation uh like uh copyrighted jobs or anything like that that are going in games industry all the jobs are about like guides you want to write guides guides are good we love guides shit or feature article um like list listicles top five whatever uh you know listicles. no one really cares about news it's worth money that's where the yeah, money feature listicles. feature articles are big um and guides are hard because it sinks so much time into it oh, it's yeah. a, um i mean you, you're already getting paid nothing to write a review hmm. <laughs> like think about how much you would have gotten paid to write a last of us part two review right that's a 30 hour game yeah you smash out 2000 3000 words mm-hmm. um you get paid maybe 200 bucks depending on where you're writing for yep uh, if you it's write okay. for the the highest paying site in Australia which would be IGN I think is the highest paying they pay um, 600 700 for 3000 words plus a video yeah depending on yeah if you're just doing a written work then it's it's more like 3 four, four 3 50, something i think for yeah. IGN. yeah but that's an outlier um yeah 
And even then, you're still getting paid under the, <laughs> like, what is considered minimum wage. Oh, yeah. If you did the hour, you can't, you can't do it by hours. It's depressing. Yeah. 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 It's fucked. Uh, oh, it's anyway, what I'm saying is uh, make YouTube videos and take that money. <laughs> mm. Yep. Or just do it because right. you love it. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Good question, JB. A real downer. Um, me again. What? Johnny Bravo writes, me again. Two questions in a day must oh, make wow. you feel pretty special. Oh, yeah. After the discussion last week on ball powdering, I'm left wondering the most efficient means in terms of ball coverage over mess, of, mess over ease of execution in how to perform the task. I have two young boys, the youngest of which just got out of nappies, so have powdered many balls in my time. For them, they lay on their backs uh, on the change table, stick their legs in the air apart, and bam, give them a hit of the spice weasel. However, performing it yourself, I dare say, adds some complications. You could do it standing up <laughs> and do like a half squat with your legs apart, do a vertical puff up the nuts. However, you're running the risk of much of the powder not making contact and being wasted on the floor. Plus, as the container, a powder container is... Over about halfway empty, the difficulty of getting the powder to defy gravity and spurt upwards would become a challenge. The second way would be like the kids on the change table, where you lay on your back with your legs in the air and bam! But this would create a blind spot in perhaps some hard-to-reach or see places with the angle on the hand that it has to come at your balls for maximum... With the angle on the hand that it has to come at your balls for maximum exposure. This could be less messy, though, as you could have a towel underneath. The third way is like the second way, but you need to introduce a second party to the task and just replicate the same way I do with my kids. Should I just call my wife in when I'm ready to give my balls a good powdering? This would, by all means, create the most coverage and control. However, it would be an issue when I travel for work. Do you think this is a service the hotel could offer? Very interested to hear the success and failure stories, especially from Luke, who I assume has been doing this for the first time all week. Also, while we're whilst we're on the topic of ball maintenance, give a bit of a trim or shave down there every now and then for the sake of your wife or significant other. Fantastic question. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. How many uh, confused people are there right now uh, that are listening to this being like, what is happening? What is going on? Um... What if I just cut this part out and put it right at the start of the show and we open like this? <laughs> Brilliant. First question, Luke. Did you start powdering your balls? No. You went... Didn't either. you go on hikes to Yosemite? Weren't you, like, hiking <laughs> through the fucking canyons or some shit? Isn't yeah. it fucking hot as shit over there? Like, no, I had what shorts you... on. That doesn't matter. It still gets hot. There's still heat. There's still sweat. There's still sweaty boot rash. You know? You know what I'm saying? Why didn't you powder your balls? Secondly, JB, the correct way to, uh, to powder your testicles is to put some on your hand and then slap your, slap your balls a bit. And the upside is you can check yourself for lumps. As well, which everyone should do once they're past about 30. 
just check for lumps when you're powdering up your testicles. Uh, and uh, to the uh, to the topic of uh, a trim or a shave, I do actually wish that I could convince my wife uh, to, to do the third way to give me a bam of the spice weasel. Um, but I don't know if I've got a change table that would fucking... I don't think I've got a table in my house that would hold me. I'd have to do it on the kitchen bench. I think that's the only thing that would actually, like, not collapse under uh, the the weight of me lying with my fucking legs in the air. Yeah. Uh, what if? What if? Some glad wrap on the bed? Yep. Put it down? Yep. Put a second layer and then bottoms up on the bed. What? Hang on, why do you need a second layer? What's the second layer? For? Just in case. Just in just, case. Just, get case for, just in case it fails. Right, and then just legs up on the bed. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. All right, you try that out. I'll try on the bench. But the easiest way is to cup your testicles. And uh, yeah, on the on the topic of uh, the trim, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw, I, I read this, uh, the most horrifying moment in any young kid's life is when he realizes the uh, the shaver your dad used to uh, to give you a two cut when you were growing up is the same thing he used to shave his balls, 100%. And that's exactly true. That is definitely true. I, I don't know if my dad shaved his balls, but... Uh, I definitely shave mine, and I'm, I don't have a, a special a special fucking trimmer just for shaving my balls. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Why would you do <laughs> it's that? It's good enough for your face. <laughs> if it's good enough for my face, man, it's good enough for my balls. They're my balls, Luke. It's because it's your dog. Um. Anyway, fantastic stuff, JB. Uh, you went like you. You took us all real low with the depressing question and he brought it back again. Okay. Uh, and then he's got uh, Elzar from uh, Futurama mm. bamming it with bamming it up a notch uh, against his better judgment. Um, Heathy writes, question for Job and Luke. Then he has attached a fucking text file, which upsets I me on a real it. deep fucking level. But uh, let's have a squeeze. How many shit. questions did we get this week? What happened? Well, a lot. I oh, know something, something went wrong. <laughs> I uh, they've been buffering or something for some like be careful what you wish for shit. Oh my god! Oh my fucking okay. Question for Job and Luke. I've been playing the new F1 2020 game from Codemasters. There's a new mode called My Team where you create and control the eleventh team on the grid. Uh, there's te there's currently 10 real teams and I never thought Formula 1 management referred to as FOM from here on out would allow a ficti fictitious he he tit oh my god this is like him being back on the podcast team to take the track against their real licensed teams so this is a really cool and surprising thing that happened in my opinion uh, it's pretty deep too you can of course name your team you can choose a main sponsor it gives you a big signing bonus but make sure you don't just choose. It's uh, what what's going on with the word wrap in this fucking? Why has he done this? To, oh my god, it's worse without fucking hell. <coughs> 
But to make sure you don't just choose a sponsor with the biggest initial cash injection into your five minute old team, they have goals for you to achieve for the season, which earns you the extra dollary dues. So you have to weigh up big pimping stacks of cash now with harder goals or medium pimping cash now and easier to achieve goals. I guess you could just turn the AI difficulty down and make it easy for you, but that's not really a challenge. You then choose an engine supplier. It's a power unit, but screw calling it that. Honda, Renault, Renault? Uh, I can never remember how to say that. It's French. Renault. Uh, it's, Mercedes. Uh, Renault? Renault. Okay. The T is silent or the L is silent? I didn't. Oh, it's both remember. silent. Renault. Okay. Renault. Mercedes, uh, Mercedes, and Ferrari all supply engines in F1. Honda and Renault are the two cheaper options, but don't have as much power and reliability as the Merc and Ferrari, so choose wisely. After selecting a power unit, you sign a second driver. Your, character's, your character is F1's Bill Russell, the player manager, whom, whom? Uh, you select from a short list of Formula 2 drivers and who's... Salary comes out of your signing bonus, which is now heavily depleted after your last purchase. <laughs> the rest of your cash you can spend on your facilities to improve things like the power output put of your engine and its reliability, the marketing department to increase your acclaim, which brings in smaller sponsors and increases disposable income, upgrade your simulator, simulator which increases your second driver's stats, a myriad other things. He wrote things, I don't know why. That I won't get into here. Oh, God forbid you don't get into something in this branch. Oh, you can choose one of many livery livery designs for your car and change the colors to something you're happy with. Finally, you do interviews and your answers can have an effect on people and departments uh, of your team. So you, your answer might make the aerodynamics team at the factory happy. That'll increase their morale. I'm not yet sure what higher morale does for the department, but it's definitely good. This is a big step up from previous F1 games. Last year, they introduced the F2 cars and drivers, which is a big deal. This, this I reckon, is on par with that, and I actually look forward to playing an F1 game for the first time in like six years. Anyway, my question is, if you were signal, single, <laughs> uh, would you sleep with a woman with no nose? And no, you can't cover it up. you got to stare at her. In her noseless face. <laughs> it's a classic Heath. It is a classic Heath. Sorry, Luke. If you're single, would you... Would you sleep with a woman with no nose? Like, what are we talking here? Are we talking like... Like Voldemort? Like there's, there's just no nose? Or is there just a hole? Is there a hole there? Mmm... I think I think it's got to be no nose, like just no nose, no nose, no nose, yeah. like uh, skin over the skin over the area where it would be. Yeah, like yeah, why when, not? Hey, right, what if it was a hole? Um, I think the holes need to be patched up. Something needs to be covering the hole, because it, it, so, that's just uh, it seems unhygienic at that stage. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I'd ha I think I'd have to be in the scenario to know necessarily. Like, mm. I think you know how there's like those apps that turn you into a lady or uh, like 
make you uh, make you look better or uh, give you different colored eyes and shit. Someone mm. needs to make a no nose app so you can see what you look like without a nose. Okay. Right. That would be helpful. Then I could then I could, I could turn myself into a lady and then give myself no nose and judge based on that. Like determine whether or not yeah. Cuz I don't think I don't think I'm I don't think of myself as a shallow person, you know? Um but uh, I think it'd be distracting. You know, and I've—I'm not going to say that I've got ADD, but uh, you know, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a hard person to keep on track. Mm. Uh, I have a food analogy that would really suffice for this situation. Anyway, horrible question, Heath. Thanks for writing in. Um, I don't remember anything about what you said in <laughs> regards to the game, other than Rano. Like it just went fucking. Psh. It's like he's here. It is exactly <laughs> like he's here. Uh, fantastic. I retained Perfection. more knowledge in the last <laughs> sentence than that entire five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we got Heath. Uh, um, right. <clears throat> Gold, that's the podcast. That was the podcast. Thank you to everyone that listens. We appreciate it. Please rate and review the show. If you do have some time, helps other people find it. Um means that we do more things for you guys, which we yeah. enjoy doing. Uh, if you do want to send us questions, you can email us the podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. That will take you to our Discord. And uh, we've got a bunch of, of different uh, channels in there. You can talk about games, movies, leave us questions. You can play games with other people. Uh, we're on there most nights doing something. Um you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch this if you like to on the internet. Um, <clears throat> you can also find our website, the GA podcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. If you want to go check them out, uh, we'll find that uh, Dark Souls stuff. It's somewhere there. Um, I've we'll got I've best. got like episode one to fifty, and then we're missing like fifty to one hundred and ninety something. Yeah, uh, I think, which is disappointing. Not the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all thanks to our uh, Patreon members. Not not the episodes that are missing, but they help us <laughs> pay the website, keep yep. it running. Um, yes. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash ga podcast. Thank you to everyone that does that every month uh they helped us do the last of us part two spoiler cast that we put out recently hmm. um so thank you to those people Thanks they so get much. the podcast early as well extra oh, day yeah. true find out what we're talking about hmm. um and that is it job you got nothing to pimp out this week it's i do have something next week no, no i i've got i've got the go watch uh on red bull gaming's youtube go watch uh the wrap up uh i wrote a bunch on the wrap up, and uh, I you can hear my voice for about I don't know fucking forty seconds because um, mm-hmm. I take everyone through me and Nate Nacho's justice. Take everyone through um, the the details behind the latest Rainbow Six update. Uh, but yep. yeah, I wrote a bunch of stuff on on the show, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pilot. 
there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, heaps of awesome feedback on our Discord from uh, specifically from Liam and, and Zio. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's it's got the opportunity to grow into something really good. So uh, yeah, check it out. And yes, otherwise uh, next I believe Monday uh, head to Survivor to read uh, a whole lot on Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, what about you, Luke? You got anything? Um, no. No, you can cool. find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie and uh, go check out what I'm not posting on Twitter because <coughs> nothing happening on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, cool. I'm excited to see what's uh, next week's show. Uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Watch Dogs, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Watch Dogs. What do you reckon? Shut up. <laughs> Screw anyway, you. Hi. I'm, uh, that'll be a good show. So we'll see everyone next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.